Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen. I am ready. Go ahead. You're listening to Autoglim 10 Top Tuesday for fans of everything with a roof. Unless I'm very much mistaken, it's Tuesday and it's Tin Tops. It must be Tin Top Tuesday. Oh, yes, it is. And it's a hectic week. Back-to-back meetings. Croft last weekend. Silverstone this weekend. Exciting. If you were there last weekend at Croft, one of the, uh, one of the thousands that was uh, enjoying the sunshine, who predicted that? It said all week that it was going to be horrible. I turned up with, and I hate them, waterproof over trousers, waterproof jacket, hat. I turned up with it all. It all came off. I don't think we can, I don't think that we can, I don't think we can trust the weather forecasts at the moment. They're not being particularly favourable, are they? Not for planning ahead. I mean, the weather was lovely. No, I'm not sure about weather forecast. I, it was given to me at the weekend. Somebody had a theory about um, about why it is that weather forecasts aren't fully accurate at the moment. And I trust this person. I'd heard this before. Um, it is because there are less flights, so there is less information about weather systems coming back. I don't know. I don't know if that's true. But the weather forecast... I mean... For a good part of last week, there was a yellow weather warning for Sunday. Well, that never happened, did it? Had a couple of little drops of rain. That was it. But if you were there enjoying the... Sorry, that was a bit of a rant, wasn't it? Um, If you were there on the banks and you took photographs, send them in to us. Studio at TintopTuesday.com. Studio at TintopTuesday.com for potentially being an image of the week. There you go. And you could win a, a lovely bag of goodies if we if something really takes our eye here at the um, Auto Glim Tin Top Tuesday Studio. Um, uh, then you could win uh, well win a, a, a hamper, a hamper of joy to look after your car and make it look beautiful uh, with Auto Glim for Image of the Week. So get your pictures in studio at tintoptuesday.com on email. If you just want to take part in the conversation, it's on Twitter at Tintop Tuesday. Uh, you could even use the hashtag Tintop Tuesday as well. I like it when you do that because then I can then I can sift through them quite easily. Good idea. And if you are listening on the podcast, which thousands of you are, hello. <laughs> don't 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 worry. You can still get involved. Um, uh, you can still send emails because we look at the emails right the way through until the next episode, which is going to be this time next week. Studio at tintoptuesday.com or on the conversation at tintoptuesday or hashtag tintoptuesday. If you don't know how to find the podcast, um, it's on, uh, apparently, it's on uh, all the usual podcast outlets and it is at btcc.net slash live hyphen audio 
which is where you are now. So you know that anyway. So a fascinating weekend for the championship. Ash Sutton leads uh, Jake Hill from Colin Turkington, Josh Cook, Tom Ingram and Gordon Shedden. And guess who's just outside the top six? Oh, yes. Aidan Moffat. What a weekend for Aidan Moffat. He's on the show tonight. I wouldn't be doing my job if he wasn't. Who else is on the show tonight? Well, second in the championship, Jake Hill. He should be on the show tonight, shouldn't he? He is. It's been really hard getting hold of drivers this week because obviously back-to-back weekends, it's all busy, busy, busy. And we'll find out what's going on behind the scenes getting ready for a quick change around. Of course, uh, Tingram is on the show. He is uh, uh, one of Autoglim's drivers. Uh, Autoglim support him as a driver. He's always on the show and we rarely talk about motor racing. He's on the show just after nine o'clock this evening. Who else is on the show? Uh, Dan Lloyd's on the show. He's got stories to tell tonight, that's for sure. Uh, A lovely guy uh, driving with PMR this year, of course, uh, in the Vauxhall Astra. He's on the show tonight. And uh, I talked about the fact that we were going to do this. A new little feature. In fact... Um, I I do think we should have a name for the feature. I haven't got a name for the feature yet. So if you can come up with an idea, uh, then you can email us, studio at tintoptuesday.com. That, incidentally, many of you have already done. And we'll get to your emails as the show goes on. It's going to be probably a little over two hours tonight. But we don't care. So the feature um, is a bit of a behind-the-scenes thing. uh, Looking into... Some of the people that that are around the BTCC paddock, uh, which we don't often hear about, they work for teams, they are uh, people that work for the team only on the weekend, and of course they have another life, they have another job, um, and we've got our first guest in this new series. And if you can think of a name for the new series, then uh, do email in, studio at tintoptuesday.com. It would be great. Sorry, that was me falling off my chair. Well... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> leaning with my elbow on an armrest that wasn't where I thought it was, was the noise that you just heard. Um, it's been a couple of days. I have to be I have to be completely honest. It has been a bit of a couple of days. Um, so it's a long way from Croft to, uh, to where I live, which is very close to Thruxton. But it's a very long way in a camper van. So uh, normally what I would do is to drive back quite leisurely and enjoy the drive on a Monday, on a Monday morning. However, <laughs> I got a letter uh, last Thursday from the hospital saying that uh, that I had my, my uh, regular scan. So uh, people that have cancer, after they have cancer, um, they have scans every six months, which is great. It's fantastic. Um, a couple of days more notice would have been really useful, but uh, they told me, no, it's going to be on Monday uh, at one o'clock in the afternoon so i'm thinking so i wake up in in the north of yorkshire and in a camper van i'm going to drive down to to near thruxton and then from thruxton i'm going to pick up my car on my camper van uh, and drive down to southampton all in time for one o'clock what could possibly go wrong so 
I decided to uh, drive down on Sunday night, which was, it's not it's not ideal. You know, it's a, it's a long way. I didn't really want to to drive back on Sunday night. Um, so uh, but I did. Uh, and I got back about one o'clock in the morning, I suppose. Um, and, and then I went to the hospital yesterday. I, I don't like the operation of, of, of having a scan. You know, they put a thingy in your in your vein, in your in your arm and they pump you with dye. And also this particular week, um, because COVID is over and they can do the the, the full job that they couldn't do before uh they make me drink a, a sort of a, uh, a i think it was a couple of pints well one pint of water normal water and then a pint of water which has got the dye in it which sort of shows up contrast they call it so it shows up when you have your scan so they make me drink all of this and then they go to to put the thingy in my arm cannula um and they can't get it in because they took blood from exactly the same vein last week and it all went horribly wrong. Now, this is the reason that I don't like the scans because then they sort of, they hack about in your arm for a little while and it, it's a bit sore and it's not, it's not really very nice. And then eventually they decide that they're going to do it in the other arm, which is, which is fine. However, this has taken quite a long time and I've just drunk two pints of water. So by this time, I need to go to the little boy's room before I go in and have my scan. Right. Quite a sunny day yesterday. I've been wearing sunglasses. And I had them clipped to my shirt. You know what's coming, don't you? So I went I said, can I just nip into the loo? Yeah, that's fine. So I nipped into the loo. It was a very low loo. Presumably uh, a, a disabled toilet to allow... For all sorts of people that might be using the toilet in the hospital during the day. Um, so I had to actually lean over to flush the toilet. Yes, my sunglasses went in the toilet. So <laughs> that was my day yesterday. So you have hand sanitizer, masks, vaccinations, and you end up sticking your hand down the loo.
A very good evening to you. Welcome along. It is Auto Glim Tins Off Tuesday. I had to tell the story. I can laugh at myself. I know. I know. I don't know. I, might, I don't know if I'm ever going to wear those glasses again. I think probably not. Anyway, I can go sunglasses shopping. How cool is that? That's all right. That's absolutely fine. Uh, play uh, a bit of No Doubt, especially for Katie, who asked if we could do that. Uh, and she also asked if Tingram was on the show tonight. Yes, of course he is. He's on about nine o'clock in his, in his regular slot. In actual fact, I think Jake Hill's getting a bit of a regular slot here on Auto Glim Tin Top Tuesday. Aren't you, Sunshine? Yeah, just a little bit. It's good, isn't it? It's nice, it's isn't it? On, Alan. It's it's well, it's very nice. Um, and we celebrate um, your first win in 2021 in the BTCC. Um, I, I think from the very start of the season, it was always going to happen. It was just a question of when. Oh, is he there? Or has he gone and left me? He's gone and left me, hasn't he? Oh, we can try and get Jake back. It's been terribly difficult getting hold of Jake. Yeah. Are you there? You're ever so, you're, you're ever so yeah, awful. Yeah. yeah, I can hear you, but um, but you don't sound particularly good. I don't mean you don't sound good. I mean, the line doesn't sound awfully good. Uh, no, that's no good, is it? No, well, um, move your head around a bit. Stick your head I'm, near the window. I'm trying. I'm trying. I really am. Is that, is that any better? Well, no. What I'm going to do is I'm going to call you straight back. Okay. okay. So, so there we go. Ooh. I've got rid of him. Uh, and what was the quality of the call like? Oh, they've asked me what the quality was like. One star. There we go. One star. Could you give feedback? No. I'm trying to do a radio show, for goodness sake. Let's try again. Let's see if we can get Jake on the line and get a slightly better line to to uh, Jake. We we normally contact Jake on um, on Skype, uh, and um, th- that's not working at the moment. Let's see if we can get him on the phone. Are you, are you there, Jake? I'm here, Alan. Can that's a me? much that, that's much better. I can hear Perfect. you nice and clearly now. Where were we? Oh yeah, it was only a matter of time before you got your first win. Yeah, definitely. It was um, yeah such a big release to get it. Um, at Croft and, and a really nice way to do it especially as you know the last time I drove for Motorbase was at Croft in 2013 and we won the Jack Sears trophy that time so, oh wow um, yeah it was really it, if, it, if it was going to be anywhere it had to be Croft I suppose oh that's really nice I suppose as a commentator I should have known that interesting statistic but I didn't yeah, it, was, it was a long time ago and that's why he'd probably forgotten me no no I remember that that, 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 that was the 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 I remember that was the first outing for you uh, yeah. because I remember how excitable David Bartram was about having a boy from Kent. Yes, that is very true. See? Very, very true. I did actually have a text from David on, on, uh, on Did my you way really? Home, yeah. Very I, nice I, room, I'm, yeah. I'm sure you would as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we, we miss Barty, you know. Um, I, I miss his huge personality and, um, and, and, <laughs> and his general amusement on the, over the course of a race weekend. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people do, don't you? Yeah. He's such a, a big part of the of the Toker paddock, so to speak. And um, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's a shame he's gone. But I guess you know, all good things come to an end. And yes, you know, he yep. had a, he had a great time in in what he did, and he managed to develop an amazing team in motorbikes. He, he, you he, know, 
He, he, and Pete, he, Pete Osborne has carried that name, you know, with, with the team and new ownership, and hopefully we're doing it proud. Well, he was also, well, you certainly are, um, and he he was also responsible for making sure that Motorbase, uh, in his final year as the proprietor of the of the team, um, built a, a really quite spectacular car, which, which you are learning about weekend on weekend, aren't you? Yeah, I mean that is you know that was his last hurrah, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, before before he left was you know was making a, an amazing um, you know Ford Focus, the new gen Ford Focus, and it's been yeah it was just been great. It was fantastic to the team last year on its debut, and and hopefully I'm doing it proud again this year. And you know we're we're now second in the British Touring Car Championship with it, and hopefully we're going to have a good go at going all the way. It's rather impressive, that isn't it? After after the haul of points that you got over the course of the weekend, second in the championship, Colin Turkington, third in the championship. Okay, Asher's got uh, a goodly uh, advantage at the front of the field, um, but it's not an insurmountable uh, advantage at the front of the field. Bearing in mind we've still got nine races yet to go. Yeah, exactly. I mean, um, yeah, at Croft and at Thruxton, you know, I took ten points out of him both weekends. Um, at one point he was 50 points ahead of me and he's now 29 so um, we're definitely doing something right Um, and I know I'm going to be a bit heavier now as we go to Silverstone because I'm now carrying 66 kilos uh, instead of the 48 that I arrived at Croft with but um, yeah nonetheless really I'm pretty happy the car you know when I won the won the race race two at Croft that was with 66 kilos and the car felt absolutely amazing so I'm really interested to see what it's uh, what it's going to be like moving forward. I was I was going to say actually the um, the, uh, the the modern the modern BTCC it, if you if you if you have a good car it's not just a good car without weight uh, the the mm. the key to unlocking the championship is how the car works particularly this year because we're back to 75 kilos and, and increments down from that uh, for the success yeah. ballast it's how the car works when when you've got the ballast on board and really from the outset that that Ford Focus seems to handle it really rather well yeah it's definitely you know we've made some big improvements to it i think um with regards to it having weight and you know all the testing we did at the start of the year was with uh, a fairly substantial amount of weight and um you know and that's proven dividends really we learned a lot about it then um and especially as the year has gone on we've learned an awful lot about it um so yeah it's definitely getting better and better and, and when we did croft at the weekend you know that was the best it's ever been being that heavy you know we experienced it at uh at thruxton again with that weight um and it carried it well there and so yeah it's it seems to it seems to not mind the weight so much which is a really obviously good thing if uh, i'm challenging for this championship so uh, so thoughts about where we where we go next i mean obviously it's a it's a really quick turnaround isn't it uh you know <laughs> back-to-back weekends croft to silverstone um I suppose, uh, what would be the the, uh, the plus side that you can look at from a team? You've got lots of space at Silverstone, so it's a, you know, it, it, it it's not a difficult get in for the teams, is it? It's a, it's it, it's a more it's a more accessible circuit. It's more a more accessible paddock, um, things like that. But for for everybody, it just makes it incredibly busy this week, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. You know, I mean, I, I know, I don't know what the other teams have done, but um, us at Motorbase, um, all, all the number one mechanics and team managers, they have stayed at Croft uh, for two days. So they would have hopefully finished today. 
um, in prepping of the cars. So, the, you know, the engines would have come out, um, gearboxes uh, gone through with the different ratios for Silverstone, etc. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a big, big job. And the, the guys have been up there um, re-prepping all four of motorbase focuses um, and they're coming straight to Silverstone tomorrow. So, um, yeah, it's a big, big uh, week for especially, you know, the, the boys and girls in the workshop. Um, and yeah, they've done an amazing job and I'm sure the car will still be faultless uh, when we arrive at, at Silverstone to drive on Friday. It's a it's a big operation, isn't it? A sort of essentially four cars within the within the team. There's a, there's an awful lot of prepping to go on. Yeah, there is. You know, there's a, there's a lot there's a lot of bits. That's for sure. Mm. I mean, uh, my number one mechanic, Ben. You know, he knows I like my uh, Tamiya RC models. And he sent me a picture of my Ford Focus laid out like a Tamiya kit um, <laughs> with it all in bits uh, cool. on the, in, the, in the Croft pit lane. So um, <laughs> that was quite cool um, to see it, but also a little bit worrying considering it in, you know, in four days' time, it's got to be back together. It'll be so, fine. Um, Don't worry. They know what they're doing. <laughs> he does. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's been, um, he's been absolutely brilliant, Ben. So, yeah, it's really good. Uh, really, really nice moments as well, wasn't it? Um, on the on the podium when your engineer came up onto the podium for the uh, for the for the race at the end. Yeah, it was it was amazing um, for me and, and Craig, my engineer, to to have that time together. Um, you know, we we have worked so hard together the last two years, and we've formed such a, a great friendship. Um, and you know, we're unsuffable now. It's it's great, and he trusts me in my driving. I trust him thoroughly with you know, um, what he does to, to engineer the car and it's proving dividends, you know, we're, we're glued as one now, which is brilliant. Um, and he's obviously making the car work extremely well for me. And likewise, I'm, I'm hopefully doing it a pretty good justice in driving it as well as I can for him. So, um, yeah, it was really, really nice to have that moment with Craig, both up there on the, on the winner's step. That's nice, yeah. Um, he deserved it just as much as I did. Now, I don't know if you're a superstitious driver. Many drivers are. And uh, if if you'd rather I didn't ask you this question, just say you don't want to answer it. But do you ever allow yourself? I mean, you're second in the championship. We've got three meetings yet to go. Do you ever sort of allow yourself to to daydream off to the what ifs? What if? What, and, and um, I'm trying. I'm trying not to. It's right, a very okay. good question. You pull yourself I mean, back you know, from that, do you? Uh, yeah, you, you, I think you have to because at the moment, um, although it's a possibility, um, you have to, you know, you have to make it. Try, try and not think of it as well. For me, I think you need try not to overthink it. Too, put too much pressure on yourself. You know, we all know it's uh, doable. That's why we're fighting for it. Mm. Um, but at the same time, I've got a job to do. I arrive at every weekend. You know, I set myself the target um, of you know every every weekend I go I go racing. I go to enjoy myself, and um, if I'm not, you know, if I'm not enjoying it, then then you're not you're not quick, and you know, you'd, it's it's not a fun thing to do, is it? Yeah. yeah. We don't work this hard um, over winter and throughout the year to then rock up and not enjoy it. No, I get that. That's not that's yep. not how it works. So, um, you know, first and foremost, we go to enjoy it. And, you know, as as soon as I've joined this team at Motorbase with MB, it's um, you know, I've loved every every weekend I've done pretty much. So. Yeah, uh, you know, you always have your lows and your highs. Of course, you do. But um, no, it's been it's been fantastic this year, and hopefully, we can just keep 
coming, uh, you know, arriving each weekend, doing our job and, and leaving happy bunnies. What it's really been this year for you, Jake, is, is what um, it's, it's what everyone searches for within the championship. It's been rather consistent, hasn't it? It's been mm. consistent point scoring. And very often when you get to... The, I always talk about Colin Turkington just a few years ago in the championship. Won the championship. He only won one race. You know, yeah, he, he only crazy. won one race at Alton Park, but consistently scoring points over the course of the season. Well, and that that is our aim, to be honest. You know, I mean, we've been on the podium now for the last, what, three, four rounds um, every single time. And the, I think the biggest thing for us um, is that I still have not qualified outside the top seven all year. And I'm leading the Wingfoot Trophy, which is for the you know, yes, top yeah. qualifiers. Um, and that has been the big thing because, you know, if you can qualify as well as you can, you're then, you know, you're, you're hopefully ahead of your competitors in the championship, which is what we've done mm. for the last two weekends in a row, uh, being on the front row. And, um, you know, then you, you're you in for a good day, aren't you? It's you know, so as important. As long as you keep your, 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 you know, your nose clean, you're in yeah. for a good day. Yeah, so yeah. that's what it's all about. Uh, in fairness, everyone is so close now in terms of times, hundreds of seconds, thousands oh, of crazy. seconds. So, so, so qualifying is so vital now, isn't it? Yeah, and um, although I'm, I'm glad that Aidan got his first poll, um, I'm still gutted I missed out on mine. Obviously, <laughs> yeah, so, you said that when um, I spoke to you afterwards. Yeah, gutted. Yeah, um, you know, it, but it was really, really close, and you know, me and Aidan both stepped up. Um, by a good, you know, tenth or two over the others, and and you know did a, I can't remember what time it was now, but um, you know we were both on the on the zero of a second, and it was really really close. We were I think four hundredths apart. So, um, but yeah, it, you know, and it shaped up to be a great weekend for me and Aidan, both of us. So, um, yeah, it was awesome. Seemingly a lot of respect between you guys in in Park Ferme as well. It was really nice to see Senna Proctor, uh, these that I call the the younger drivers now uh, that we're seeing so regularly in Park Ferme at the at the end of a race. And and Josh Cook, um, all of you, there seems to be a, a, an awful lot of respect between you. Yeah, I think you know we we've all matured at this. Well, hopefully, sort of matured at the same rate. You know, there was a time where. You know, me and Josh probably weren't friends and me and Aiden definitely weren't. You know, we all mm. fell out big time at some point um, when we've raced against each other. Um, unfortunately, that's, I think that comes with us all being young, fiery and, you know, just, you know, it's just what happens sometimes. But I think we've all calmed down a lot and we all uh, know how to race a British touring car now. Um, and with <laughs> that comes the respect. So, um, you know, I think all of us collectively are, have all grown up, so to speak, and yeah, we, I think we all get on quite well. So, um, uh, maybe just a quick thought, Jake, on Silverstone, Donington, and Brands, and uh, yeah. your chances for each of those final three meetings. Uh, couldn't, couldn't have been three, three better, three, uh, you know, last three meetings, I think. You know, I'm feeling good. Um, Silverstone's a, a strong one for the Ford, always has been, so I'm looking forward to seeing. Uh, how competitive we are there but also i'm fully aware that the 66 kilos is going to have some impact mm. um and then we go to my two favorite circuits which are donnington and then finishing off at home at brands so i couldn't ask for a, a better place to finish the season and it's not even just brands it's my absolute favorite which is brands gp yeah it's a, um, it's a so, mega circuit isn't it <laughs> it's mega and um yeah hopefully uh, i can continue uh, having the 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 purple sector out the back which is my favorite sector 
um, even even into qualifying in uh, you know, at the last round, and hopefully we're in a in a place to obviously fight for that championship against the others, and and uh, yeah, get the end goal. Super stuff, Jake. Well done at the weekend. Absolutely fantastic. Good luck for the rest of the uh, of the season. Obviously, you realise um, that with all successful weekends comes the down part. I send you a text on a Tuesday morning and say, are you busy tonight? I just need to have a quick chat to you. So you never know. It might happen once or twice before the end of the season, Jake. Yeah, you never know. But thank you very much for having me on and uh, hope you have a good rest of the show. Yeah, brilliant stuff, Jake. Thank you very much indeed. Jake Hill, second in the championship after uh, after the Croft meeting. Three meetings to go, of course, this weekend at Silverstone. Hopefully many of you are coming down. It was great to see the banks uh, absolutely rammed at the weekend. Um, and Donington and, of course, the championship finale at Brands Hatch. Now, we've got plenty of emails that have come in. Studio at tintoptuesday.com. Good afternoon, Mr Hyde. I'm just back home after my first visit to Croft. This is from Dave Cox. What a great weekend of racing. Despite the tyre stacks, just get pressure pads if possible. I know they're expensive. I think this refers to quite a lot of online conversations that have been uh, uh, that have been happening about the um, uh, the tire bales strapped together to um, in, in, ensure the uh, the adhering to track limits. So uh, so yeah, I understand what you're saying there, Dave. Um, I'm not going to get into that conversation tonight. Um, Auto Glimt in Top Tuesday, um, we do fun stuff. We leave we leave the important stuff to the to the people that know about that kind of thing. So uh, Dave goes on. The main plaudits go to Aidan Moffat. What a great weekend for him and also for the team with all three getting trophies. Tingram got some good points after a challenging qualifying. P.S. Happy birthday to Laura for today. Oh yeah, happy birthday, Laura. She won't be listening. She won't be. It's a birthday. Uh, and thanks to Sean on the Tingram merch stand for the race three grid pass. Oh crikey. That was good, Dave. Well done. Uh, Jake finally got a second win and a first for him in the focus. Strong all weekend. Jade had mixed fortunes, but the signs are there. It's starting to click together. Uh, Robo was unfortunate in race one. Yeah, you can say that again. Uh, What may have wrecked his weekend, but still salvaged it somewhat. Uh, The pass of the weekend has to go to Josh Cook for the move during race one. It most certainly does. Uh, Until the next weekend... Oh, that's this one. Woohoo. Shirio from Dave. Dave, thank you very much indeed. Great to have your email. And I like the way that you rather officially call it the Croft Report. I like that idea. Yeah. If you'd like to send in your Croft Report, studio at tintoptuesday.com. Robert Marsh. Uh, says bit of a different email from me this week thought I'd send a message to give a shout out to the support staff in the paddock I spent the weekend with Steve Davis who races in a a Genetta G40 in aid of the Stroke Association which meant that I was in the paddock after most people had left on Saturday night walking through the paddock you could see the lights on in each garage with the mechanics busying themselves in an effort to get the cars race ready for the Sunday even when I left at nearly 10 p.m they were still working away i overheard um someone say that although lots of people see motorsport as glamorous they don't see all the effort that goes in behind the scenes to make it work and all those staff deserve a mention as they're the ones who get the cars on the grid couldn't agree with you uh, more rob uh, I, I absolutely agree with everything you've said um 
It is also said that the motorsport family is the most welcoming one. And I can certainly say that since I started following BTCC properly in 2014, I've met so many people who I'm sure will be lifelong friends. So much so, uh, even though it was my first visit to Croft, I didn't see much racing at the weekend. I was too busy nattering. All the best for Silverstone. Hopefully see you at Donington. Uh, that's from uh, Geology Jeff, Robert Marsh. I've enclo- enclosed a blurred picture of the Accelerate Mini Garage to prove my point. I know, I know they are, as you say, the unsung, he- un- unsung heroes. We, we, don't, we, don't, we don't see so much of what goes on on a race weekend. Uh, you know, these teams are getting in at 630 seven o'clock in the morning it's a long day sometimes they have a lot of accident repair to do between races not just the btcc but all of the supports as well i know they're incredible and uh, that's one of the reasons that we're uh, opening things up here on auto glimpse in top tuesday to find out a little bit behind the scenes of some of those people that do work for the teams over the course of a weekend so uh, thank you rob great to have your email and finally uh katie abbott says i have a question for tingram we know colin turkington likes a chinese after a race weekend but do you have a specific meal you like to have after each race weekend and does it change depending on whether the weekend has been good or bad that is a great question katie that's a great question and i'll play you a piece piece of music as well so now all i have to do is to remember to ask tingram remember to ask tingram Remember. Don't ask me what you know is true. Don't have to tell you. I love your precious heart. standing you were there two worlds collided and they could never tear us apart we could live
Faith on Auto Glimton Top Tuesday. Great to have your company this evening. Welcome along. Looking back at Croft and the uh, Quick Fit British Touring Car Championship last weekend, and also doing a bit of looking forward to Silverstone this weekend. Um, I wonder. I wonder if he's come down off cloud nine already. Aidan Moffat, a very good evening to you. How are you? I'm very well. Yourself? <laughs> I'm really good. Um, I'm buzzing. Back-to-back weekends are, uh, you know, they're excitable because no sooner have you finished one meeting, you're going down to the next. It It is a challenge for everyone, though, isn't it? it? But it's nice for you to be coming off the back of such an exceptional weekend, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard work with these quick turnarounds, obviously. There's a, there's a lot for the team to do. Um, a lot of uh, prep work, uh, stripping the car and rebuilding the car. So it's it's full on, that's for sure. Um, but no, I mean, when you've had such a great weekend, it's great to get straight back into it and hopefully uh, keep things rolling. I'll ask the question that I asked after uh, after qualifying. Did did you predict, did you expect that the weekend was going to be quite as exceptional as it turned out to be? <laughs> no, I was I was confident. Um, I knew it frustrated me in a slightly different way on my car and uh, it didn't quite work out, but we tried something. Um, so yeah, we, we kind of went back to what we know for knew for Croft. Um, we're putting quite a lot of work before it to try and bounce back after a good few meetings before it. And yeah, I was confident we would be at the front. Um, I thought we might have a, a, a hope at a podium if we could maybe have a good couple of races in the reverse grid. So. I was hopeful it was going to go good, just not that good. <laughs> <laughs> it was absolutely exceptional. Um, first of all, let's talk about about qualifying. Did you did you get sort of some kind of some kind of inkling in the morning when you were doing free practice that that things were going to go well in the afternoon? Um, I, I was quietly confident of being at the sharp end, mm. um, but that was kind of anywhere between sixth and eighth is what I was yeah, yeah. hoping for or would have been happy with. So. Yeah, pole position isn't quite, quite what I imagine. <laughs> so, so uh, I mean, you must have gone through a huge amount of data with with, with the team. You must have analysed your own your own performance and uh, been with Ash as well and talked about things. So, so what was the what was the secret? What was what was the reason that you turned this corner so exceptionally well at the weekend? Uh, we I, we didn't really chase the setup at all. We made minor tweaks to the car, but we pretty we pretty much just focused on the driving and a lot of um, braking techniques that we've been working on throughout the season, which has made kind of all the difference and uh, why we've had so much more better performances. So, yeah, we just focused on on the driving side of things and uh, minor adjustments to the car, not trying to chase things as the track changes and. We, we knew we had the right car under us, so we, we persevered with that and uh, we just put it all together. 
I mentioned to you in the interview after qualifying that I'd seen you um, with the team before you got in the car and you left it reasonably late before you got into the car before qualifying. You were sort of jigging around and laughing around with with, with the rest of the team, which was cool to see. Um, and it, it, it sort of showed me that you weren't anxious about qualifying. You were just... He was just completely chilled out and relaxed. And, and maybe that's a good attitude to go into qualifying and racing with. Yeah, I mean, I can't say I was that relaxed going into race one. No, <laughs> um, I, no that but, was probably a different story. <laughs> yeah, very different. <laughs> very different indeed. <laughs> but no, that was, yeah, we, I, was, I think we were all in a good mood. And we knew they knew that we knew the car was there and I was quietly confident and yeah, when you're when you're kind of you've got the confidence, as you know, it's uh, it can make a big difference. Just having having that uh, confidence behind yourself and uh, and kind of having that high morale within the team. I love the relationship, the the, the working relationship, and the uh, sort of friend relationship that you have with with Ash as well. He was so keen to come into Park Fairway and to uh, it, it was proper heartfelt congratulations. It wasn't for the cameras. It was you know it was saying well done to his mate. That was that was a mega moment. Yeah, no, it was it was cool. Uh, Ash was a obviously considered was a very good friend of mine, um, and Ash has been a, a massive part of. Um, of helping me as well with the the rear wheel drive switch and and getting the most out of the, the, this infinity. So yeah, I mean we we work very well together because it's a, you know friendship as as much as it is um, teammates and we want to see each other do well and I think as you say it, it shows. It really does, yeah, and it was uh, lovely to see as well. Now you've never been shy in coming forward and saying that that, that this switch to rear wheel drive is something that you've needed help with. You've 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 had to get your head around it. I think you can safely say now you've got your head around it. Yeah, I mean uh, to be up seventh in the championship with three meetings to go. You Amazing, know, isn't it? The, the highest we've been. <laughs> How so, cool is that? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of. There's a, I mean, we've, had, we've carried a, a fair bit of bad luck this year, but uh, hasn't hasn't everybody? <laughs> yes, yeah. As British, as British touring cars, and yeah, I mean, you, you have your good luck, you have your bad luck, and it's just making the most of most of these uh, positive weekends and trying to get as much points as possible. Obviously, even Ash has str- struggled on certain weekends with um, his fair share of bad luck. It does seem to come to everybody on the grid by the end of the year doesn't it yeah but i mean it's, it's i guess it's kind of uh it's one of those where um some things with us it's having so much weight in the car being yes. a championship leader round after round it's yeah. um well yeah the, the difference for, for myself from race one to race two was massive mm. Uh, which is almost a testimony but to But the thing is, you still well. went really well with it. The car handles it well. Um, we've seen that with Ash. Um, but you also handled it well with, with, with weight. Can I, can I ask the question how, how much um, opportunity you'd had to drive the car before with weight? I mean, for example, when you do pre-season testing, do you try the car with full weight on board or not? Uh, we didn't have full weight. No, I think that was the first time. <laughs> first time you uh, tried it. Yeah, it turned out all right. To be fair, <laughs> I can't complain too much. No, but but I mean, I think you were probably expecting to go to go south, weren't you? Um, it was up. Thanks. <laughs> one of those funny ones again. Where I was quietly confident. You know, I spoke with the team, and 
we knew we had the soft tyre for the last race, so the team were kind of saying as long as we don't end up lower than eighth, we've still got good points and um, we're in a position for the reverse grid with the quicker tyre for the last race. But yeah, I said to the team, uh, I, I was going for another podium. So, <laughs> um, and it's you know, it's having that confidence. It's you don't have that often as well. So I, I, I mean, I'm always confident in myself, but to have that confidence to kind of be going out and fight for a podium a full way it's uh, not really a position I've been in often so yeah that was a, it was almost a strange one to put into words to be honest with if everything just felt right with the car and uh, yeah it just filled myself with the confidence to go out and um, get the results it was absolutely fantastic a huge haul of points as you say uh, you're now seventh in the championship which is um exceptional um we go to uh silverstone we go to donnington we go to to brands hatch on the grand prix circuit you must be um really riding on the crest of a wave um after after croft uh, uh, with high hopes i would imagine yeah i mean those are the three tracks where my my other three race wins were were these three circuits we've got coming up That's next not bad is it they've always been the circuits i've done well at uh, I think Silverstone is where I got my uh, my first podium, podium for the Infinity, the Laser Tools Infinity, when we brought out the old specs. So, yeah, I'm definitely confident just now. But it'll be it'll be something a little bit new with a <laughs> with a little bit of weight to to strap in for qualifying. Nah, well, uh, I mean, we we can't wait for the rest of the season to to play out. Um, with your team cap on. Your teammate's doing pretty well, isn't he? <laughs> Goodness me! Yeah, I mean, it's uh, ashes, 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 isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yes, it doesn't, yeah. doesn't need much, uh, much explaining. Um, but again, it's almost a testimony to how good he is. The qualifying results he can pull out with that weight, when you see how the weight affects any car. So, no, I mean, I obviously want to go out. I want to try and win again. Definitely want to be on the podium again and. We're going to aim and fight to do so, but it's getting to that stage in the season where if we can work with us and help us, it's you know it's a team game. We're we're a big team, and and that's why things work so well because we're all for the team. So it's 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 crucial to try and see Ash get that third championship, um, and also try and keep our lead in the the team's championship for Laser Tools Racing. Speaking of laser tools racing um and uh, your good weekend a good haul of points for for ash as well despite all the uh, the weight he was carrying from uh, the start of the meeting um but also for carl Baldley on the podium at the end of the at the end of the day what a cool moment that was yeah it was a, it was a, a fantastic weekend uh, you know it's always nice when you do well but if one of your teammates or, or vice versa they, your teammate as well and you don't do so well it always takes the edge of that a little yeah, bit yeah of course yeah it's a, it's a shame for the person that things don't go right for but yeah I mean all three of us to, to collect trophies over the weekend and win the overall team's trophy as well I know uh, as well as two independent ones so I think we had seven trophies between the three of us which is a, a fantastic weekend for laser tools of course now your mum was too shy to pick up the award um and i i spent some time chatting to her and saying it's absolutely fine i you know i i, I i'll be fine but at the last minute we, we had to change the recipient um can you have a word with with uh with donna aiden 
<laughs> she's a nightmare. She snuck off and done it as well. So, uh, she, didn't, she didn't tell us to give us a to give us a chance to convince her. No, it's yeah, I, I, I totally get it, but um, I mean, it is. It's a family effort. It's a team effort. Um, so it would be lovely to have her coming up, and, and um, I'm reasonably confident that um, uh, the potential will happen again before the end of the season to collect a team award. So, so you need to speak nicely to her. But what, what is she like? What would you buy her if if you were if you were buying Mum something nice to sort of soften her up? <laughs> a good question. Actually, I used to buy my Mum a Turkish delight. It was quite cheap to buy. Um, and well, we're going along that route. I know vanilla slice. You can't go wrong with that. Well, there you go. Get her a vanilla slice, and and I'm being special. I'm being special. Well, there you go. Have a word with her because it would be lovely to have her coming up on the podium. It re- it, re- it really would. Um, but I also get the fact that it's a reasonably and um, intimidating experience, isn't it? Particularly with the kind of crowd that we have in front of the podium at Croft, which is pretty big, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, definitely. But I think it's nice. You did do it at the last meeting um, of last year, which was uh, yes, was one of the meetings, which was nice, obviously. Um, but it was, also, I guess, as much as a shame as it was for all the, the hard work she puts in away from the track and behind the scenes that no one sees. Um, it was also nice for engineer Dan to go up there because wasn't it? Yeah, Dan's paid played such a, a crucial part in, in helping me um, improve this year with Ash away from the track. Um, he's actually sitting waiting for me to jump on the sim now as we pre- prepare for Silverstone. We were oh, really? straight, yeah. back, straight back into the sim last night after work as well. So, yeah, he's been such a massive part part as well that it was, it was nice to see him go up there and collect the trophies. This is the bit that people don't see, isn't it? There are so many things that are going on for a team on a race weekend. Uh, we only see the, the sort of the net result of it all, don't we? We see a lovely shiny car coming out and all oh, they've worked hard to make it look all lovely after it looked like it was um, <laughs> something in a Tesco car park at the end of the uh, a week before. Um, but, but there are so many other things, the hospitality, the guests, the VIPs, all of that stuff. It's all a huge amount of work that goes on behind the scenes. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, there's a lot of work that goes into it. Um, it's obviously the the guys and girls in the, the garage they're flat out all week before and after um, all the hospitality the guys and girls arrive early doors Thursday and they don't leave till late late Sunday mm. um, so yeah that's there's a lot more to it than just showing up and enjoying the weekend there's a lot of hard work goes into it which as you say people don't necessarily see um, but it's, it's their hard work that makes it all so seamless and it, what makes it all so special with some of the setups that you see around the paddock and that's why Touring Cars is so special. It really is. Um, absolutely fantastically well done at the weekend, Aidan. It was um, a magnificent performance by you, by the team, uh, by your teammates. Um, it re- you couldn't really have asked for a great deal more, I don't think, from the weekend. No, I think I'd be very greedy for <laughs> any more than that. <laughs> oh, definitely. Uh, one final question. Did you sleep soundly on Saturday night? No, I was saying to the team, if I knew it would have felt like that, I maybe would have lifted out the last corner and tried <laughs> to get second. <laughs> I knew it was going to be so much hassle. <laughs> was, it quite, was, it, was it quite an anxious sleep that you had? 
yeah, his sleep was a bit anxious, but the morning months a hell of a lot worse. And mm. staring mm. at those rain clouds every five minutes, oh, hoping no, they no. weren't going to fall because we knew it wasn't going to be full weight. It'd maybe be those horrible, greasy, mm. hold on for dear life on slicks wet. Yeah, <laughs> so, which, which, which when you're out the back of the circuit at Croft is the last thing you want, really, isn't it? Yeah, I used to love it in front wheel drive, um, yeah. rear wheel drive, not so much. Not but, so good. Yeah. yeah. Thankfully, we were all good, so we don't have to worry about that. Absolutely superb, Aidan. Well done at the weekend. A first pole position, a first win of the year, um, and seventh in the championship. Absolutely fantastic. Well done to you, well done to the team. Thank you very much. There we go. Now go and crack on, on the sim. Off you go. (laughs) (laughs) See you this weekend. Brilliant. You certainly will. Just a couple of days. Aidan Moffat, everybody. Fantastic uh, performance at the weekend. Uh, Michael Williams has written in to say, Hi, Alan. Just wanted to say what a fabulous weekend we had at Croft. We were fortunate enough to have booked VIP hospitality with Laser Tours Racing, and we uh, genuinely couldn't have had a better weekend for it. No, you're right. Can I please... Through your show, thank all of those involved. We were so well looked after and can thoroughly recommend it to anyone. Uh, we were able to watch all of the races from the garage. It was very tempting to take a photo of Aidan's mum with everything crossed in the first race, but the moment was just too personal to capture. Uh, too many highlights from the weekend, but, <laughs> but here's a fave and a picture that uh, I, you asked me to pose for. And uh, I've, I've not seen the jumper in photograph before. I rather like that. It's got my name on it and everything. Um, Mike continues, thanks for the great show and keeping us entertained. I'm still waiting for Jewel to make a parade lap comeback. Hmm. Hmm. I wonder what we can do about that, Michael. I'm not sure.
See now for Michael, that takes him back to green flag laps for the BTCC. For some of us, it takes us back to the rally report with William Woolard. Uh, okay, admittedly, not many of us are, are that old, but some people are sitting at home nodding and thinking, oh yeah, I remember that. Sitting on the side of the desk in Harrogate. Oh, yes. Uh, for Alan Gow, it takes him back to touring cars in Australia. So it's a very motive song, that propaganda and jewel um can i put my music anorak on propaganda ztt trevor horn frankie goes to hollywood i mean yeah it's all there but i won't go into it um ollie jennings says uh hi al all the best as always i'll keep it short and sweet for real this week what a great weekend of racing we saw at croft and how good is it to see such a competitive and wide open championship which which we still don't know which way it's going to go I hope it's Tingus, but at this point, anyone could still win it. And isn't that ace? Not sure who your guests are this week, but please could you ask the question, preferably to Tom, does having previous with a driver, refer, referring to previous incidents with him and Rory Butcher, affect the way you race them on a race-by-race level? Would you change the way you raced someone with whom you had no previous with in the same way? that you'd race a different competitor. I don't want to stir the pot or add fuel to a fire. <laughs> no, not much, Ollie. Um, just intrigued about, about the psychology of two fierce competitors. Thanks a lot. And could you play driver's seat by sniffing tears? Sniffing the tears. That would be amazing and rather fitting. Keep well. Hope to see you at Silverstone this weekend. Likewise, Ollie. Um, and what I'll do... Is I'll work out <clears throat> I'll work out a way of asking the psychological question 
uh, without referring specifically to to drivers. Uh, that may take me a week. But don't worry, because obviously this time next week we've got another edition of Auto Glim Top Tuesday. They're coming thick and fast. Hi, Al. Well, my first BTCC race weekend since the finale in 2019, and it did not fail to disappoint. This is from Sharon. Thankfully, I took the plunge to go and overcome the anxiety of being in a crowd of people. I know that feeling, Sharon. I think we've all gone through it a little bit, um, but we've um, we've got we've got to crack on, haven't we? I nearly backed out, but within ten minutes of getting through the gate, the adrenaline rush came flooding back. I always knew this was my happy place, but didn't realise how much I've missed these weekends. It was lovely to see drivers and team mechanics who I've met and now consider friends. It was lovely to see some of my racing family, if only for a short while. I took almost 1,000 photographs. Wow. I finally got to see the livery up uh, front and personal on the WSR Beast. I was overwhelmed by the kindest gesture a grid pass for race three. I was a bit oh, I was a bit uh, teary, to say the least, when I joined the queue to walk on the grid. It really made the pain worthwhile, as, uh, as if it wasn't enough for Colin Turkington to win the race. It was the icing on the cake. Not BTCC, but hopefully one day. Uh, it was good to see Max Coates on the podium. A well done to him and to Graves Motorsport. I may be nursing a painful knee now. I, oh, no! I fell over in a pothole on Sunday, which then limited my mobility again. But it was worth it to see some racing. I want to thank the security who let my uh, lift into the circuit pick me up as I could barely walk. It was a fantastic weekend. It was good to be back. Everyone I met was just as friendly as they were in 2019. Some saying it was good to see me back. Uh, I also met one of my new favourites who I admire for his determination and enthusiasm to make it in BTCC. Always good to chat to your good self, Mr. Heidser. Love listening to your show and the varied music you play. BTCC is definitely my happy place. And to hear my favourite tune, Let's Go, was spot on. Much love from Sharon. Thank you, Sharon. Um, and it was great to see you back at the BTCC at the weekend. Um, we also have emails from Dave Santos. I didn't read his email for the last episode of Auto Glim Tin Top Tuesday. And to be honest, I haven't heard the last of it.
Oh, it's such a joy. Um, the, the regular feature of Auto Glim Tin Top Tuesday um, with Tingers. Tom Ingram. Tingram. Good evening. Hey. <laughs> How are you? I'm good, mate, and you? I'm, I'm very well indeed, thank you. I don't know Jets. why I'm giggling. It's the mere mention of the word Tingers well, uh, that makes see. me giggle. Tingers. Mm. I've, got, I've got a number of nicknames, some Tingers to Ting to Ring to all sorts of... Which is the one you like the best? I suppose Ting is just fairly easy Ting enough. is nice, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's fairly easy. Yeah. Um, not many other people have called it, I guess. No, that's true. I, I don't know of another Ting. No, I don't either. I know lots of Toms, I know lots of Allens, but I don't know very many Tings. No, that's very, I'm very sure true. I'm sure there are many, but... No. You see, I quite many. like my nickname. Yeah, I've been Lager for many a year. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, and I, uh, as, as nicknames go, for somebody that doesn't drink, I think it is the most appropriate of nicknames. I love it. It seems, it seems to be both ironic and fitting, doesn't it? It does, yeah. It's, it's absolutely perfect. I got the nickname given to me. Um, I think it was Matt James, the editor of Motorsport News, that came up with the nickname years ago. Because when Calibre, the alcohol-free lager, ah, yes. um, when they were sponsoring, I think it was the Hondas in the BTCC at the end of the uh, 90s, um, I did a voiceover for a Calibre advert. Did you? And that's how I got the nickname Lager. I, be, I bet you've saved that video as well, haven't you? I bet you've saved that advert. Uh, yes, I, I, I mean, have. I hate to tell you, um, it's it's probably on the system that we're working on uh, this evening. Oh, I reckon oh. without too much work, oh, go I, could, I, could, I could probably find it for you. I think you should. Why? why would you Would you be happy to listen to it? I Would think you? so. I think it's a, it's a blast. It's it's a blast from the past. It's, it's always worth, you know, history. History teaches us a lot of things, and I think it's worth listening. Oh, there's clicks. I hear clicks. Yeah, there's there's clicks, but I can't hear it. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. We can we can do stuff here. Don't you worry. Ah, oh, put the fader up. James Thompson. Yes, the Caliber Honda team are waiting for him. One wheel on. And Thompson is having a drink. No, wait, he's having a lager. This is amazing. No, no, it's okay. That's Caliber, the alcohol-free lager. We drink and still drive. So Thompson leaves the pits to surely go back into the lead. And we'll be back in just a moment. Cool. Wow, Simon, listen I need a beer. A cold Caliber? Oh, of course. Well, you can drink as many Caliber alcohol-free lagers as you like. And still commentate. Caliber, no alcohol, no problem. <laughs> you see, it's That's a bit very of... intense, is it? it... Caliber, no problem. <laughs> it's... That's very intense. Classic BTCC history, right there, eh? And isn't it? Isn't it? Very... You were very enthusiastic and over the top, I must say. What well, as a commentator? And he's into the pits. Here he comes. Oh, it's it's very yeah, over yeah, the yeah. Top, that was. Yeah. Well, that was very nineties. Mm, that, was very, that. that was yeah. very 90s style. Yeah. Very 90s in the sense that they're encouraging it as well. Have a drink. You can. Yeah, it's, guzzle it's down your lager while you... <laughs> <laughs> in fairness, that was a good option for James Thompson, really. Yeah. Yeah, that was a great it's option. Probably, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's not... I mean, it's not really done much now, is it? But it, no. I suppose it's... No, but I, I drink alcohol-free lagers. Um, I... I, I, I I don't drink at all, but I, I do drink um, Bavaria, which I quite like, oh, which is nice. a zero alcohol lager. I think I've had I think I've had a, an alcohol free cider when I came round to yours once. Actually. Yes, you have. You had a copper mm. copperberg. I think it? I did. Yeah. See, I don't normally drink cider, so I I, I kind of have a, a, a I suppose it is like a, a slightly unwritten rule. I tend only to drink cider 
when I'm stood on grass. Uh, okay, that's. I don't, uh, I don't really like drinking. I wouldn't drink a cider in a pub. Right. Um, okay. I would. I, I, I like the concept of it on a on a on a hot sunny day. Yeah, nice. At a, at a festival or an event uh, when you have them in those uh, when you have them in a, in a sort of a disposable pint glass, um, and that would be the only time I would tend to drink cider. Yeah, no, I get that. When when I'm stood on grass, yeah, I that, totally that's get that. Like, it's a bit of an unwritten rule I have in life. I don't, I don't know why. I don't know where it came from. No, I, I see it as an I endorse drink. it. Yeah, no, I I, I endorse endorse that whole, wholeheartedly. Uh, without exception. By the way, we've had an email. Uh oh. Uh, Steve Payne, Northern Steve. Northern Steve, yes, Northern Steve. <laughs> He's got the Flake Challenge episode two. If oh. you, uh, I know. Um, if you were listening to the last <laughs> yes, edition Northern of Steve. Auto Glim Tin Top Tuesday, Steve sent in uh, a video um, of himself trying to uh, prove the point that Tingram made on the show um, that you cannot melt. Uh, a flake. You can't. You can't melt them. And uh, uh, Steve Have says, you tried it yet? "No, certainly not." Well, Steve is is my canary down the coal mine. I don't need to try it myself. Um, Steve <laughs> says, um, "Hi, Alan. I've sent you a further episode of Is it possible to melt a flake?" I may be getting slightly obsessed with this via Facebook Messenger as the files are too big to attach in an email. Oh, it's in you? three parts as my wife was filming and. Twice press the stop button. <laughs> As you all see, I've not managed to prove Tingram wrong. Maybe we shall have more luck in episode three, which is currently being filmed across the pond in Arizona. No. Yes. This uh, has not gone worldwide. So, so, well, I, you see, I reckon what Northern Steve has done there is he's thought, okay, well, maybe the microwave was kind of semi-proof. Um, let's take it to a really hot part of the world as well. Ah, yeah. And leave it out on a plate. Let's yep. see what we can do in the sun of Arizona. So, um, do you reckon he flew out there especially, on business, of course? I hope so. With a, with a flake. What, um, and a plate. What, one, would, one would hope so. And oh, one would only hope that there weren't any um, immigration restrictions on bringing flakes in. Because uh, very a, often you have to... British, bo- are they a British thing? Mm, don't know. No, I don't know. I don't know. I know, no. stuff that, I know there's stuff that you have to take whenever you go away to people. If ever you know somebody in different countries, all, it's always like, can you bring like Marmite, mustard, mm. um Cadbury's chocolate. Uh, uh, Marmite's banned digest- going into... Digestive biscuits. There's all sorts of random stuff like that that seem to be like British, like really good British things that the rest of the world just cannot get. No. Well, you can't take Marmite into Australia because obviously it would um, sp- it would dent the sales of Vegemite. Oh, of course. Yeah, what of is, course. Is, is, veg- is, that just, is it just Marmite? Apparently it what tastes it? different. Uh, our esteemed leader, um, Alan Gow, reckons is Vegemite is, is much, much better than Marmite. But okay. he would say that, should, wouldn't he? Sh- I think we should request a sample. What, of, of Vegemite? I think you can buy it in supermarkets over here. Oh, oh OK. I, I think you can get it here. I mean, no one does. It's not gonna, I was going to say, you just go Marmite, no, don't you? It just, uh, it's Do you probably, like Marmite? Are you a Marmite fan? Yeah, I love it. I am. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan. I'm more of a fan... Uh, the more you can put it in, the better. So crumpet, are you a, so, are you a sweet or savoury crumpet kind of guy? It depends. Depends on, well, no, I don't, uh, crumpet. Uh, mm, only sweet nice. on crumpet. A, a nice Warburton's, yeah. nice Warburton's crumpet, you yeah. go sweet. Yeah, only go sweet, yeah. Wow, I've yeah, never yeah. had a sweet, I've always gone savoury. I've never However, gone savoury. 
What, what, this will change your life. Get this, uh, get this sorted. So you get your crumpet, get it under the grill, yeah. get the bottom nice and crispy, so it gives you a good firm base. Yes. Yeah. Base. Yeah. And then flip it over, get it just crispy on top. Slatherings of butter. Okay. Sl- slather the butter on. Yeah. And once you think you put too much on, yeah, add a bit more. Right. Back under the grill okay. for thirty seconds. Yeah. Sl- sliced cheddar. Get some cheddar on there. Get some cheese. Wow. Let the cheese melt. Let it start to bubble. Yeah. Take it out. Slap a bit of Marmite on top. Wow. Change your life for the better. Well, this is... Well, I, I actually would try that. That sounds... Um, well, lovely tip. Thank you. Uh, that can be a, 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 a nice Wednesday lunchtime treat for you. I'm experimenting with um, plant-based butter at the moment. Just give that a couple of moments to land. Ha, what? Oh, no. For one very simple reason. Go on. They'd sold all the normal butter. Um, yeah, there's other, you know there's other shops, though, right? Yeah, not for me. <laughs> I, I don't like the process. <laughs> no, no, there isn't. No, there is only so the one it's supermarket. It's, it's Waitrose or nothing. It's an Asda, actually. Oh, I like an Asda. And, and, and the reason it's an Asda is because it is literally three minutes from my house. That's wow. the reason. Based? Mm. Yeah, wow. I know. I, and? What's it, what's it like? Can I tell you the truth? Yeah. You can't tell the difference. Really? It's fine. It's absolutely Good. fine. Okay, well, that's, that's good. Is it, I assume, like 15 times more expensive? Is it really bad to say I don't know? Mm, yeah, it's got bad that. Because you sort of pop everything in the, in the basket, and uh, I, I'm, I, I'm I'm not really a, I'm not really a fan of counting the cost while I'm filling up my basket. I only want to tick the boxes of what I need okay. to get. Okay, I see you're so, one of those kind of guys. Yeah, are you a are you a scan as you shop kind of guy, or are no. you a sort of a no? Are you a are you a self checkout guy? Uh, well, if I if I'm carrying a basket, I'm a self checkout kind of guy. Um, if uh, if I'm doing a normal shop then it's order online and go and pick it up a couple of minutes later. Yeah, I like doing that. We, yeah. we, we're, we're a big fan of a click and collect. I enjoy yeah. the process of that. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. I feel smug. You know when you drive into the car park <laughs> and there's people getting bags out and you go, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, it's something I only All really started... All be bought to me. I, I, well, I used to like it, um, uh, getting a delivery. Um, ah, but, yes. But then, to be honest, I, I found that a bit of a drag. This, this, the click and collect fits much more with, you know, my day. I don't like the stress of getting a delivery. Nor do I. I feel it, you know, the, you know, when you go to an Aldi, so uh, after your previous comment, I assume you've never been to an Aldi because you, you're not that fussed about saving money, but um, I don't like going to the <laughs> Aldi and finding, and, and, accusation. and finding the stress when you get to the counter or when you get to the checkout of the speed that the people who work on the checkout seem uh, to operate at. Yeah, it's too much. Yeah, it's too quick. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, like it. Yeah, yeah. It gets me a bit nervous because no, I, I feel that. like I'm. I feel like I'm holding them up. I feel like I'm wasting their life and their day. I feel like they're <laughs> angry at me because I'm too slow. I can't get my butter in my trolley yeah, as no. quick as a pot, and I don't like it. And I find that a very similar sort of concept and process when uh, somebody comes around to deliver shopping on the doorstep. Mm, I know. I, I, I feel I like I have to do it as quickly as possible. I agree. I agree. Because I know that they've got, oh, I've got to go on to the next person or the next person. Do you want to know the the reason why I stopped? And I agree with all of that. You do feel under pressure. I don't like it. Um, And also, you're kind of welcoming someone 
into part of uh, of your home that you've never seen before. Um, and he's, do you want me to bring these in? Well, what can I say? No, mate, you stay there. You leave those there. And <laughs> don't you dare bring so, my fig rolls in. Like that. And then, and then I I kind of got a bit bored with the question, right? So I live in a lane, a single track lane, not a very long lane. And I'm the last house in the lane. I got a bit fed up with the question, do I have to reverse out? Yeah. Right, OK. Let's have a look how we're going to do this. Yeah. <laughs> right. Can you airlift your truck out of yeah. the... No. <laughs> is there is there room to three-point yeah. turn it? No. Do I have right. a okay. turntable on my driveway? <laughs> do you no. have a reverse gear? Yeah. Yes, you do. There you go, then. And, and then I feel guilty... That he, in his delivery vehicle, has to reverse out. Why should mm. I feel guilty? No, you shouldn't. You should have reversed should. in. Are you a, are you a drive in or reverse in into reverse in. space? And then you can look forward to leaving. Mm. So when you when you uh, when you were to ever go into a parking, you know when you go into the services and you think, oh my god, I need to go to the toilet so quickly. Yeah. Do you drive in or do you reverse into? Oh, that that, space? that would be what for a splash and dash. That would be definitely you driving. Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. In in normal in normal circumstances, uh, I'd reverse in if I could. Yeah. Mm. I like to reverse yeah. in. Mm. Reverse in is good because then the leaving process is not difficult, is it? Simple. Yeah, I'm, it, I'm, yeah. I'm definitely a reverse in. Yeah, reverse in. Yeah, quite right. Yeah, quite right. Should we have a talk about the weekend, Tingers? Probably should. Probably should. Yeah, <laughs> let's let's do that. Because you did have yeah. a, a terrible. We're probably, about an, we're probably about an hour and a half in now. We get to speak about it. <laughs> That's what normally happens. We've got seven seconds left. Talk about Croft. <laughs> Croft. Bye. Done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've only we've only got a couple of minutes. We need to whiz through this bit. Um, um, you had a good Sunday, a really good Sunday. Yes, we needed it after a terrible Saturday. So I think it was important that we just got through and got some points, to be honest. With with where we were starting with, with at 21st, it was going to be difficult to... Um, it was going to be difficult to look at it is to sort of say this, you know, this is going to be a great weekend because we knew it was going to be an up. I, I felt like I was on Saturday, on Sunday morning, sorry, I felt like I was stood at the base of a mountain with a, with a, with a sort of a magnifying glass looking up at it going, oh, this is a, this is going to be fairly tricky. Um, so to have got a sort of a, a 12th and two fourths, actually it wasn't too bad. It was bad. mega. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. It was and mega. If we'd have qualified 12th and stayed 12th, I wouldn't have been, I'd have been a bit disappointed. But actually, I think it was with the weight that we had on, with where we should, you know, really have qualified, I think it was okay. I think it was about it was what brilliant. we expected for. It was absolutely brilliant. Um, uh, but can I ask, because you brought it up, what happened on Saturday? Mm, just struggled. Mm. Genuinely, it genuinely mm. just struggled. So we went testing there at the start of the year. It would have been, I don't know when it was, March time, whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, and we were quick. We were really, really quick. We were, we were you know, of, of the people there, we were, we were within the sort of the top five, maybe even the top, top three. So uh, we, were, we were going really well. And mm. I kind of thought that, you know, we, we're, we went back there after however many months that's been since and however many rounds we've done since with a car that we've improved since then. Mm. Uh, and, and we sort of went, well, let's go with our improved base Took you by rather, surprise. Rather than going with what we knew, yeah. and then we probably made the mistake as we never went back to what we knew. We tried mm. to make what we had better, ah, rather than just go no, stop, stop, stop. Let's let's go back to what we know. So, yeah, yeah. Um, rather, yeah, r- rather than just going back to what we knew, we tried to improve what we had on from Saturday morning. 
when we should have admitted defeat and gone back to what we knew, um, which is exactly what we did Sunday morning. Well, you know, Saturday night into Sunday morning, we went back on everything we knew. We went back on and effectively what we were running uh, in March time. And it, and it was better. And well, we should I'm really have done that pleased. Right, so uh, you, you've just brought up a really interesting point because you were saying when we when we went testing there, it was back in, was it March? I think it was March. It doesn't matter. And then you moved on. How many people do you know that get bogged down in trying to remember a small detail like that? Oh, don't. I've got two friends who, uh, they're telling me a story about something that's happened in their life um, with maybe people that I don't know yeah, and I wasn't there. Yeah, but yeah, I know where this is going. They, they, almost, they almost come to blows with each other trying to work out what year it was or where it yeah. was. And I, yeah. I want to yeah. just say to them, it doesn't matter. I, don't, I honestly don't care. We can move on to the punchline without working out what year it was <laughs> or what country it was in. Who was I talking to the other day? Um, oh, what was his name? You know, the guy with the glass. It doesn't matter. It, I don't know him. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You're no right. one cares. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, well done for just moving on from March. Well done. Because <laughs> I think that, 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 that's a big problem with the world at the moment. We get bogged down in minutiae. <laughs> yes, we do. With what, sorry? Minutiae. Is that the new fragrance from Calvin Klein? Isn't it? <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you fancy, yeah. <laughs> Can we have another email? Um, good afternoon, dearest Alan. I have a small but perfectly formed request for oh the next God, edition. I was wondering where that was going there, Alan. <laughs> Goodness the, me. For the next edition. This is from uh, Liz, by the way. Okay. Uh, I have a small but perfectly formed request for the next edition of your wonderful radio show, If I May. It's my wonderful sister and best friend Jackie's birthday next Wednesday. So that's going to be tomorrow. And she would be tickled pink uh, to hear her wish you many, many happy returns by the medium of TTT. It would make her birthday extra special. Thanks again, Alan, and see you at Donington. Lots of love from Liz. There we go. So I thought it might be nice if you did it as well. Says, happy birthday to Jackie. Happy birthday, Jackie. There you go. Happy Happy birthday, birthday. Jackie. Hope you have a lovely day. A regular listener. Yeah. I'm sure they'll be on the, uh, I'm sure they'll be on the wines very early. Oh, well, well, I should say so. Yeah. Um, what's the time now? Oh, oh, it is cracking on, you know. It's we, getting um, <laughs> close to uh, one o'clock. <laughs> it, it, it really is. Um, do you know we're also doing a, a, a new feature uh, on Autoglim Tintop Tuesday, uh, uh, Tingers? Um, and I quite like this idea. Um, tonight we're going to speak to uh, a, a fellow um, who's been around the paddock for a long, long time. Worked for Team Dynamics for years and years uh, on tyres. Uh, a guy called Adrian Moss. And mm-hmm. it is my plan to talk to a few people that are behind the scenes in the paddock, that have oh, been around nice. for a long time, find out a little bit about what their, what their, what their day job is um, and, and, and what brings them to, to touring cars week, week in, week out. Because every team has them. Uh, and, of course. And, and we couldn't work without them, really, could no, we? Absolutely not. No, absolutely not. It's amazing, actually, that the the depth and the the amount of people that that you've seen around the paddock for yeah. so many years yep. um, that you don't actually know what they do. No, you, know, you see them and they, they <laughs> know. you see them in in race kit, and you've seen them in race kit for ten years plus. Yes. You don't actually know what they do, no. or you don't know anything about them. So I think that's a really good idea. Yeah, we're going to do that, um, and, and so it is, it is now your job to uh, pick out within your team for me 
for the next edition or the edition after that, uh, whenever. Oh, um, okay. Let's not get bogged down in which episode it's going to be. Which um, two, three? <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. Um, uh, but but uh, just find somebody within your team that you can introduce me to that's got uh, maybe an interesting day job or, uh, you know, a bit of a story behind okay. why he's in the in the BTCC. I'm sure you've got plenty within your we, team. We have, we, have, uh, we have many that we can uh, we can decide. Hmm, yeah, I've, uh, I'll have, have a think a, on that Have one. a little ponder, if you would. I will. I will indeed. Thank you, Tingers. Um, and uh, and have, 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 a, have a nice evening. As always, it is wonderful to have you Thank here you, on Autoglim Tintop Tuesday. We're quick gonna, now, aren't we? We're, we're gonna, off to I'm Silverstone gonna, already. We are. Well, I'm going to get back to my... Uh, I'm going to get back to my... Uh, Hmm, my latte art teaching, yeah. you see. Uh, hang on. I beg your pardon? Uh, I'm trying to learn latte art. Or I, latte I'm, art. I, I'm guessing you mean latte. I don't know if it's latte or latte. Latte. Everyone has, a, latte. Everyone has their, own little, uh, their own little take on that. Yeah, latte. latte. Northern Steve would say latte art, <laughs> wouldn't he? Um, so I'm trying it's to learn a, a nice bit of latte art. He'd say coffee with milk. Mm. Yeah, but it's it's doing it's making the making the you know doing a little heart in it or doing a little tulip in the top of it. And, so and is that the bit that you're worrying about? That's Have you got the, the froth right? With. You've got the creaminess right? You've got I all think, of that. I think I'm uh, there or thereabouts. Uh, okay. but it's all the finishing little touches that I'm. Don't forget I'm the lacking. bash on the bottom of the. Yeah, get all the air bubbles yeah, out. I've yeah. got all I've got yeah. all that sort of stuff. So if anyone's got any good tips for me, then uh, please do send them across. For latte art, what what would you what would you ideally like to produce on top of your latte? Well, I'd like to do a swan. I think that's cool. <laughs> Maybe a giraffe. At the minute, my latte art looks like a potato. <laughs> I'm able to produce a potato on the top of well, my... That's good. Uh, well, uh, on the top quite effectively, but not, you, not, not much else. Are there not like little templates that you get for... I mean, I've never tried this. No, uh, this is a... This is, it's, a it's, it's, quite the, it's quite the technique, it's quite the... It's got the skill to learn. You've got to know how to how you've steamed your milk to what temperature, the wow. amount of air that you've got into it, wow. the right pouring speed to make sure you've got the right crema on your coffee. Wow! Goodness me, it's 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 very. There's intense. a lot going on, and you've got it's, you've got a jo- uh, jolly nice machine, haven't you? Well, like, you, you yeah, we've I've gone in for nice a, I've gone in for a nice coffee machine. Yeah, all the all the gear, literally no idea. So, um, have I, you backed off to, from the like twelve coffees a day? I, I'm back to about eleven now. Oh. So. So, um, so you're always the, wired. The, the shakes aren't uh, the shakes aren't going anywhere too too quickly, unfortunately. Syrup. Yep. Yeah. I've 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 got a little bit of caramel. Nice. Sugar free. Yeah. yeah. Um, I no. thought I don't Ooh. need anything else to 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 get me going. Hmm. Uh, although I'm considering getting a nice little white chocolate syrup, so I can make a white <laughs> uh, a white chocolate mocha. Oh, very um, nice. But too. the reviews uh, the reviews have said it it makes people smell colours. So I think I think it's a little. <laughs> I think it's a little extreme and it's a little on the sweet and sugary side. <laughs> oh, but still worth a go. I think it's worth a bash, isn't it? It's it, I mean it's worth the 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 7 pounds 50 for a bottle. I think it's I think it's worth Is it really it's worth cracking me. on. Wow. Wow. <laughs> why, why don't you try Aldi? I mean they might do it a bit cheaper. They could they could well do that. Not that you, it, just No, I never have, no. I was just going to say okay. No. Yeah, that that okay. No. Yeah. It's what it is. It is, it is an amazing place. It's on the other side of town. It's an. It's worth a visit. There's some. You get lost in there for days looking at stuff. <laughs> Apparently, there's a central aisle 
and it is incredible. I've bought so much stuff there that <laughs> Have I you really, really yeah, don't Everyone I speak to has done that, yeah. Yeah. Like, Look at this. A, 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 a heated towel rail that has no connectors to it or instructions on how to connect it. Brilliant. How and much you, is it? And you Three have... pounds. I'll buy six of them. And you've literally bought stuff from there, have you? Oh, there's, have there's you? no end of socks, yeah. There's, there's no end of socks. There's no, there's, it's just stuff. It's stuff that has little to no need in my life. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's cheap, so why wouldn't you? Yeah, well, why why not? Well, absolutely. Tingram, as ever, and um, and we'll do all of this again this time next week, you know. That's Because we're, oh. we're back-to-backers, aren't we? Excellent. I'm looking forward to Silverstone. I, I do like it. I, it's a good place. I do as well. I I I I I love being there because my my permanent studio is there, which is my little baby. My permanent studio has recently had a, a new mixing desk um, installed and rewired with love and affection. And a, a couple of weeks ago, I was at um, I did BSB uh, at, at Silverstone. What a meeting! What drama! I've huh. never been. I've never been to BSB. I've been to the MotoGP, but I've never been to the BSB. Uh, well, there. I was exactly the same. I'm with you. Um, and I was asked at the last minute if I could step in and do a bit of presenting, which was with uh, Larry Carter and Fred Clark, who are um, the equivalent of me and Ian Titchmarsh doing nice. BTCC. They've done it for years together. Fantastic. They were so kind and they welcomed me in. And on, on the Saturday, they have a race. So British Superbikes have a race on Saturday and two on Sunday. Um, and on Saturday, top two in the championship um, on the last lap, second to last lap, uh, took each other out. Uh, oh. Both of them hurt, uh, off to hospital. Oh. Maybe we can't carry on with the championship. Um, you know, so can we still win wow. the championship if I can't do the next few rounds? That was the question on Saturday night. Sunday, they're both cleared for, for riding. Um, so they're, they're both on the grid. One win, wins one race, one wins the other. You can't wow. make the drama up for that. One guy that had a broken awesome. hand. He, he, his left hand was broken. I know. That's, you've got you got to have a screw loose to be doing that sort of stuff. It was wonderful. Oh, just to absolutely have, just wonderful. To be, just to be covered in cow skin and go <laughs> and go flat out. Fair play to them. It's, um, absolutely. I think it's brilliant. awesome. Uh, well, we look forward to Silverstone Tingers and, um, and, and we'll do this same time next week. It's a date. Thank you, mate. Cheers, buddy. <laughs> Tom Ingram here, everybody, on Auto Glim, Tin Top Tuesday.
do you remember do you remember those little hamsters that used to <laughs> so you you press their paw and they would sing a song and sort of have a bit of a boogie i had a a, a, a doctor uh hamster that used to sing that um and um there's no delicate way of saying this um he was dressed in a white coat and he would play the song and it would sing in hamster sounds you know squeaky um and he would swing his stethoscope um thank you to lynn who has um who has uh, texted in some um just a random screenshot of the middle aisle from aldi uh you could get for 39.99 this is a revelation to me you could get the ambiano breakfast maker what does it make uh, make it bigger this is a sort of a there's a toaster side and what do you put on the other side okay well, it's thirty nine ninety nine. Um, for one hundred and twenty nine ninety nine, you could buy the Easy Home Vacuum Cleaner robot. Well, if you've watched Breaking Bad, you won't want one of them. Uh, uh, this is the one that I like. I think Dan Mayo would like this, um, even though he doesn't own a dog. Um, it's the Outpaws Maxi Automatic Ball Launcher for sixty nine ninety nine, or. Oh, that's a bit standard, isn't it? The Ambiano Silver Microwave Oven. For how much? Thirty-four ninety-nine. Thank you, Lynn. <laughs> oh, oh! Apparently, you put your bacon, your sausage, your eggs, and your beans in the other side of the breakfast maker. Goodness me, that sounds like a bargain. Or you could go to the Little Chef. No, you can't anymore, can you? That's disappointing. By now, Dave Sanders will be hopping up and down. That I haven't got to his email. Good evening, Mister Hyde. Uh, this is rapidly becoming the best season of BTCC that I can remember. Once again, Croft delivered some great racing all through the Toker package. Great to see Aiden has got to grips with the Infinity and had by far his best weekend in the BTCC. Driver of the day and then some. Great uh, Jake and Colin also had great drives and each took home a win. Colin with his 13th win at Croft think he might uh, like the place just a little bit not many of us in the jeff army made the trip this weekend as many are put off by the fact that there's no camping for spectators on site those that did it was great seeing you and we enjoyed a great great weekend rick parfit was handed his new jeff army hoodie in high-vis yellow Rockstar Jeff has finally arrived and I think he wore it all day. Cheers, Rick. <laughs> Proper good sport. Onwards to Silverstone and another weekend of brilliant racing ahead. I'd also like to say... Oh, hang on. Uh, I'd also like to say massive congratulations to your good self, Alan. Uh, the news you gave me earlier today has been some of the best news I've had all year. Really over the moon for you. Much love from Northern Jeff. Uh, P.S. How small are Norman Burgess's feet? He being the... Um, I don't know what he is. At Sicily Motorsport. What is his official title? Norman Burgess. And I've never looked at his feet. I haven't. I don't look at men's feet. It's just. It's a. It's a bit weird. Why would I look at his feet? Oh, and an image of the week from Dave Rick Parfit, aka Rockstar Jeff, with his new Jeff Army hoodie. Oh, goodness me, <laughs> he's rocking it. It's his colour. In fairness, the day glow yellow, it's his colour. Rebecca 
says, can you please give a shout out to my hubby Chip? We travelled up to Croft on Thursday and spent the weekend, which coincided with our seven year wedding anniversary. He even surprised me with a grid walk for race three. I had a super weekend and enjoyed the yet again fantastic racing and a a great picture as well uh, on the grid just in front of uh, Jack Goff's car and wearing a Jack Goff hoodie as well. Um, Who's this from? It's from uh, Wayne Hayes, who says, Hi, Alan. Hope you're well after your busy weekend at Croft. I am. And uh, the good news that Dave referred to earlier on is that after my scans yesterday, um, I am cancer-free, which is mega news. So I'm I'm full of beans tonight. Um, And thank you to the girls at Southampton Hospital for giving me the news uh, the following day, rather than waiting three weeks um, (laughs) to to see, see the consultant. I got a text this morning. Very good news. Um, uh, so Wayne's email. Uh, hi, Al. Hope you're well after your busy weekend at Croft. Thanks for the hello when I said hi while you were running around Park Ferme. Hopefully get Charles to catch up uh, with you better at Silverstone. What a weekend we all had. I uh, wanted to say big congratulations to Aidan Moffat at the weekend. First ever pole and then soaked up so much pressure from Jake to take that win. Jake certainly made sure Aidan worked for that, but the infinity looked awesome. It was also good to see Carl Baudley get the Jack Sears trophy at Croft in another infinity. Well done to Laser Tools and Team Hard for turning out a great car. Couldn't not mention another win from Colin to keep his King of Croft crown for another season. Expect a, a young gun to take that crown next year. Uh, I've attached a couple of, of, of photos uh, one of the crowds at Hawthorns what an amazing sight seeing Croft so packed with people yeah they're always so enthusiastic at Croft as well the good old days have returned the other thing uh, the other is of Aidan leading Jake and Senna going into Clairvaux love listening to the show thanks to you and the team for providing us with the, the quality entertainment that is Auto Glim Tin Top Tuesday well, thank you, Wayne. I'm very much looking forward to seeing all the fans and drivers again this week. I'll be camping with my amigos, Simon Coombs and Nick Langdon at Silverstone. So if anyone wants a chat, come and find us. If you could, could you uh, play Copperhead Road by Steve Earle? All the best, Alan, and I'll see you there. Will do, Wayne. Thank you very much indeed from uh, Three Amigos uh, Motorsport. Uh, We've still got uh, plenty more guests. We've got loads more emails to get through. Uh, uh, I need to crack on. Every 
streets That's our home from home The painted walls are all we ever known The guns forever So uh, the following conversation here on Autoglim Tintop Tuesday was designed to be a really feel-good interview. However, things have changed today. Um, and uh, Dan Lloyd, things don't feel too good at the moment, do they? No. What's happened? Not. What's happened? Um, I've, um, I've trapped a nerve in my back, uh, my sciatic nerve, so... Um, I, I, I struggle with my back quite a lot, to be honest. I've got a bulging disc, so I get um, I get a lot of constant physio to keep on top of things. But right. after um, after Croft this weekend, it was just a lot tighter than normal. And then something just gave way yesterday morning, and uh, yeah, I'm in, I'm in a bit of agony at the moment. Ouch! Ouch! What what just what, what can it you get better for the weekend? Well, I was going to say, um, it's the worst time really when we've got back to back race weekends. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely not ideal, is it? Um, so um, it's just a case of, I mean, just having hot baths, a uh, bit of self-massaging stuff. I've got like a massage gun. I've, I've been for a couple of um, physio appointments, uh, one today, one yesterday. So it's just, just trying to do as much as possible to free it up for the weekend. Is there is there not um, a, a procedure, an operation that they can do to, to fix the bulging disc so you don't keep getting this? Uh, yeah, but I mean that's last resort because I mean it's, the bulging disc I, that nips on my sciatic nerve. So you can imagine any surgery around the nerves like that. It's it's so risky. It's almost like yeah, um, yeah. that's really last resort. But to, to be honest, most of the time it, it's not too bad. I've, I've kept on top of it, and it, it's got a lot better. But yeah, it's just just given way. Do you know? Do you know? Do you know why you've got it, Dan? I mean, does it does it go back to a specific moment in your in your life? You know, playing cowboys and Indians and falling off a tree or something. <laughs> can you can you place it? 
no no specific thing um i mean to be honest it actually came all about during covid when i couldn't get my regular physio Ah. Uh, i normally went all the time and then all of a sudden i didn't have any treatment for four months and then and then then it got bad Uh. um but it's all right it's just is what it is gotta put up with it so oh well um, what's what's the um what's the prognosis from your from your physio that 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 it it will be a little better by the weekend. You will be able to carry on as normal. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, it's, it's gone quite a few times. I think I went to A and E three times last year because, wow. because of this. Um, and so, I, knowing my body, uh, you know, four days into the weekend, it's it should it should be better by then. Um, it's just normally this first couple of two days are the, the the painful ones, and then it sort of gets a little bit better. That's what I'm hoping anyway. How how far was your drive home on Sunday or Monday? Um, not far at all. It's only an hour and thirty. So, to be honest, because of my back, if I'm racing at Truxton or Knock Hill, you do it on I'll Monday. always stop at a, yeah. a hotel on the Sunday yeah. night and yeah. then drive on the next morning because yes. it was the first round this year at Truxton. I drove home that evening and I could could barely walk for yeah. two yeah. or three days. So yeah. well, like, that was exactly my 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 reason for asking yeah. the question. When you've got a long drive at the end of a physically demanding day, that can't be good being in the same position for such a long period of time. Yeah, and I, I think after after the third race at Croft, um, I uh, exited the circuit pretty quickly, um, mm. you know, without stretching or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. It's um, it's an interesting one. Oh, I'm sorry for you, Dan. Well, the the reason I wanted to get you on was, was because uh, you've been doing good stuff. I, it wasn't just on Saturday night that that you organised um, an, an important feature of the weekend. Actually, you had a a charity track walk. I'd like you to tell me about the track walk and tell me about the the charity as well. But that's not the first time you've been um, raising money this year, I don't think. So so tell us a little bit about what you've been involved with yeah so um the charity is a local one to me it's the forget me not children's hospice which is uh based in huddersfield um it's a charity that i've supported and been ambassador for um for many many years um and it's been tough the last sort of two or three three four years i've, I've been in europe or asia most yes. of the time yeah um and i haven't done as much as what i would have liked to so obviously this year being back in the british touring cars it gives you a lot of opportunities to do a lot of things yeah, that, of course that could make a big difference and get some awareness so i mean like last weekend i, I come up with an idea not not the weekend before I come up with an idea to host an event at one of my sponsors showrooms they're a supercar uh, showroom nice. based in Huddersfield uh, called Shack Specialist Specialist Cars um, and I got the team to bring the, the race car up um, to the showroom we had that on display and then we invited some of the families and some of the children from the hospice to come along in the morning oh, and look wow. at the race car oh, and I was okay. a race suit and and just just give them a nice time. And oh. it, was, um, it was it was ama- it, it was amazing to be honest. It was really nice. I, it, at the same time, it was it was so sad. I mean, this uh, baby called uh, a boy called Paddy. He's only ten months old, and God, he had he had weeks left to live. And oh. obviously, it's just when you, when you see that, and they're, they're just children and babies. It, it, it's horrendous. But at the same time, it 
it, um, it makes you realise why you're actually doing it as well. It's heartbreaking, um, isn't it? Yeah. You know, just doing that, but for the families as well, you know, because it's, t- it's tough for the families uh, to, to look after the children. So to do something nice for them, um, you know, obviously raising the money and the awareness is, is a huge part, but to actually do something nice for them as well. Um, it's a bit of a, a win-win all round. Mm-hmm. So um, we, we had a great morning doing that, and then in the, in the afternoon we invited some some of the VIP guests to come look at the race car and the showroom, and then make some donations. Um, so that was great. We raised quite a chunk of money that day, and then um, at Croft I organised a, a, a charity track walk on the on the Saturday evening. Um, I was a little bit nervous, as you well know, because I do. <laughs> about five minutes before we set off on the track walk, there was four people stood there, so I'm thinking, oh god. Um, but then, with some help from yourself and the announcement over the tannoy, there was a good 50, 60 people there. Oh, the brilliant! So, um, Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, well, it was a I, good result. I, I, I reckon. I, I reckon the reason that you were light on people at the start was because um, uh, the race meeting kind of went on a bit later than it was expected, and we'd already told people six thirty, meet down there, and then you know go on the track walk. Um, but at six thirty, there were still Formula Four cars yeah. on track. So no one allowed in the pit lane, of course. Yeah, I think they were racing till uh, ten ten to seven. They were, so, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a, it was a long day. It was a re- it was a really long day. Do you know mo- motorsport has a way of of doing really cool things? They 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 used to be. This was absolutely heartbreaking. Um, uh, on um, I think it was a Monday after the British Grand Prix, there used to be. Um, uh, quite a big charity event on the Monday, raising money for exactly what you talk about for uh, right, uh, yeah. uh, for um, terminally ill children. Um, and and one year after the Grand Prix, I was asked if I could stay up there and host it. There was a big stage, and we did lots of fun things during the day, and there were track rides and all this kind of stuff. And I was asked to um, to co-present it, uh, co-present the day with um, with uh, you probably don't know him, but um, a chap called Keith Chegwin. Who used to be on okay. used to be on TV back when I when I was a youngster. Um, so so we did the day together, um, and it really was making dreams come true for for youngsters. Um, and then the idea was at the end of the day, um, I was invited to go on stage and say hi to uh, to every every young person that was there um, that had uh, had enjoyed the day. And I was given this list um, and then uh, the uh, lady that gave me the list, this, uh, honestly, this, uh, this, this was one of the most difficult moments of my broadcasting career. Um, She, she said, uh, don't, um, don't read out the names of of those that we've highlighted in yellow. So I said, all right, uh, are they not here? And she said, "No, we 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 drew up the list last week, and uh, these are youngsters that we've lost since oh, uh, we drew up the list." It was, I, I mean, I, I, it, it it wasn't just one or two; it was it was a large chunk of the of, of the amount of kids that were were going to be there. So, so that kind of then made me realise that a lot of the kids that are here and are having a lovely time here at Silverstone are potentially not going to be around for much longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, mate, I tell you, you you are working for a quite... In, 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 you're doing an amazing job. It's such a worthy cause and you're doing a mega thing. 
Cheers, mate. Thank you. No, it, it, it did. It, to be honest, even on Saturday, we had a really tough day and we, we qualified a lot further down than what we wanted to. And You know, we it, it's tough doing extra things on a race weekend because of just how busy everything was. But after after we finished a track walk, I was like a, a bit of a new man. Like, it, it mm. just... Yeah, it just resets yourself and it feels good. It's nice to be nice. Yeah, so it, good, it, good it is nice things. to be nice. Uh, um, and, and presumably, Dan, people can uh, ca- carry on and support this local hospice that, that you're doing great things for. How do, they, how, do they, how do they go about, how do they get in touch with you? Yeah, so there's, um, there's a Just Giving uh, page. I've got the link, which has been uh, splattered all over my Twitter and uh-huh. it's in my Instagram bio and it's been on my Facebook page. Um, all, all my social social networks are all Daniel Lloyd 23. Um, so if anyone wants to donate, just, just click on one of those pages and have a little scroll down and you'll see the link. Oh, well done, Dan. Uh, absolutely brilliant. We've talked about... Everything so far, um, uh, apart from your season. Where, where, when is your season going to turn the corner? Uh, and, uh, because, I, <laughs> because I'm absolutely convinced that that's the weekend you're waiting for as well. Yeah, yeah, we've been waiting a while. Yes, um, I know. I'm, I know. Ho- I'm hoping. I'm hoping soon. Uh, but it's you know it's a tough one. I'm, to be mm. honest, I'm trying to not get my hopes up um, no, no. because up until now we, we've tried literally everything under the sun to get those cars to, to switch on and and be as quick as we need them to be and it, it just doesn't seem to be happening um, anytime it you know it spits with rain or it, it's wet and tricky hot conditions then we're, we're well up the front um, but when it's dry and qualifying we just can't seem to get those extra few temps out out of the tyre and largely and this year we've had dry race weekends haven't we Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, to be honest, on Sunday it was forecast rain. I know. We were all we were all uh, jumping round, but um, <laughs> but then all of a sudden it, it dries out. It changed, so, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, it, it, like you say, it's been a really tough year for us. Uh, we've we've got mega engineers. The, the team is mega, uh, but for some reason we just can't get the pace out of those cars that everyone else has. Um, so we're left scratching our heads a little bit as well. Um, we don't know whether, you know, we're just missing a trick and we're just outside the window in terms of setup or it's just the fact that other cars have, have come on this last couple of years and they're more developed and advanced than, you know, what what the car was a, a couple of years back. But, um, it, but, 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 and here's an important question. You've said that for the last few years you've either been racing in Europe or in Asia. Is it nice to be back racing in the UK? Yeah, I'm loving it, to be honest. Um, I really, really enjoy being back. I mean, if if we take the results out of it, it's been a really great, successful year for myself. I'm working mega, mega hard and from the sponsorship side of things and what I've achieved off the circuit, it's been it's been fantastic. Mm. Um, I mean, because I've been in Europe and in Asia, um, I basically had to start from scratch uh, with all my sponsorship. Um, and so with what I've achieved in quite a small amount of time, you know, I definitely want to be staying in this championship again next season. Good lad. Um, so, yeah, I, I really, really enjoying it. I just literally we just need the the last piece of the puzzle and get some get some good results get a result get you on the podium that, that yeah. that's that's what yeah. we need um 
I'm afraid I don't have good news for you. Uh, while you were talking, I was looking at um, a whole bunch of extremely unreliable weather forecast apps because clearly this year all the weather forecast apps are appalling. <laughs> none, none of them are ever correct. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is saying at the moment that it's going to be overcast on uh, Saturday but dry and an overcast and a bit sunny but dry on Sunday. So, <laughs> yeah, so you need, to, you need to go and do your rain dance. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, a couple of years back, Jason, I think he had, I think he put it on Paul came, he had two seconds there at Silverstone National, but um, when we look at the data from a couple of years back and we put it up against what we're doing this year, we just, we can't seem to achieve the same thing as back then. So, yeah, um, see what it's like. But, I mean, like, the car has been good there in the past. Whether it is this weekend, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll keep our fingers crossed for you. Um, uh, Carry on, um, carry on your convalescence and get your back back up to, back up to scratch. (laughs) Um, uh, Carry on doing great things with the, with the charity. Um, and if people want to make a donation to a very, very worthy cause indeed, just have a look at Dan's profile on Twitter because the Just Giving page is there. Um, and good luck this weekend, Dan. You know what? Sometimes when people come on Auto Glim Tin Top Tuesday, the next meeting, all of a sudden, it's remarkably good. I, I'm, I'm going to hold you to that. Alan. Well, you never know. You never <laughs> you know, Dan. Promise, you, yeah. you never know. I, I hope it does because um, you're a good lad and I'm, I'm, I'm very pleased that we've got you back in the championship. Cheers, mate. Thank you. And I'd just like to say a, a quick thank you to the Powermax Racing team as well for, for all the support with these events, like bringing the car up um, to my yeah, yeah, showroom and, yeah. and helping with the charity. That They've been mega and mega supportive. So big thanks to them. Uh, thank you, Dan. Uh, great to have you on the show. And, all um, right, cheers, and get Alan. well soon. Lots of hot baths. Lots of hot baths. Thank you. <laughs> Will do. Will do. Dan Lloyd, cheers. everybody here on Auto Glim Tin Top Tuesday. The Indians send signals from the rocks above the pass. The cowboys take position in the bushes and the grass. The score is with the corporal, she is tied against the tree. She doesn't mind the language, it's the beating she don't need. She lets loose all the horses when the corporal is asleep. And he wakes to find the fire's dead and arrows in his axe. And David Crockett rides around and says it's cool for cats, it's cool for cats. The Sweeney's doing 90 cos they've got nowhere to go They get a gang of villains in a shed up at Heathrow They're counting out the fivers when the handcuffs lock again In and out I once were with the numbers on their names It's funny how the missus always looks a bleeding same And meanwhile at the station there's a couple of likely lads Who swear like as your father and they're very cool for cats They're cool for cats the mood a little, I've been posing down the pub I'm seeing my reflection, I'm looking slightly rough I fancy this, I fancy that, I want to be so fresh I give a little muscle and I spend a little cash But all I get is bitter and a nasty little rash And by the time I'm sober, I've forgotten what I've had And everybody tells me that it's cool to be a cat
the disco and I think I've got a ball. I ask her lots of questions as she hangs onto the wall. I kiss her for the first time and then I take her home. I'm invited in for coffee and I give the dog a bone. She likes to go to discos but she's never on her own. I said I'll see you later and I'll give her some old chat. But it's not like they on the TV when it's cool for cats, it's cool for cats. So many emails coming in, studio at tintoptuesday.com. Great to hear from uh, Dan Lloyd. Uh, thank you all for your emails, Josh Briardy and Alice Firth. Good evening, Alan. Hope you and the BTCC family are doing well. Me and my good lady, Alice Firth, visited Croft this weekend like we would normally do. She spotted you and the Lord, uh, this is Lord Gow, the boss of the BTCC, just after you were watching the safety demo at the start of the day, um, but were too shy to ask for a photograph and a signature. Oh, that was a silly. Even Lord Gow signs, I mean, uh, it just puts an X, but um, even he signs photographs. He's very approachable. Don't be, don't be shy. And whilst walking around, we noticed the greatest little... Go- <laughs> Josh, don't use spell checker. I know that you meant to say the greatest little golf buggy ever, but you didn't say it. (laughs) I wish I'd read this beforehand. Whilst walking around, we noticed the greatest little golf buggy ever. One that had the front of a classic mini on it. Oh, yes. Uh, sorry, I know uh, it isn't BTCC, but it was one of the best things we've seen. It's a great picture as well that you've uh, attached to that. Uh, uh, potentially an image of the week. Who knows? Uh, we would like to get a mention as we're avid listeners to Autoglim Tintop Tuesday. Getting a mention would make our day if not more. Oh, wow. Thank you from Josh and from Alice. And you two are going to be in terrible trouble if you don't approach um, and ask for a for a photo or a, uh, a signature. Um, uh, and, 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 and Lord Gow is, is very approachable. He's very approachable. But thank you, guys. Thanks for listening and thanks for writing in and sending in a whole bunch of great photographs. Uh, Paul says, evening, Al. This is going to be a first for me. I'm listening to Tintop Tuesday without having seen the races from the weekend. Have the whole ITV4 show recorded from the weekend. And even though I've tried to avoid most social media, I've seen a few snippets. Couldn't possibly have Tintop Tuesday on catch up, though. It's got to be live. So, well, you see, Paul, you're a man after my own heart. I used to love live programs. I used to love multicolored swap shop when I was a kid because you never know what's going to happen next. And to be honest, with this show, you never do really know what's going to happen next. Um, so, uh, so Paul continues, have the whole ITV show recorded from the weekend, and even though I've tried to avoid most social, I've seen a few snippets. Couldn't possibly have Tintop Tuesday on catch-up, though. It's got to be live, so we will be a first hearing feedback and views before I've seen the racing. I was also lucky enough to win the Tintop Tuesday photo competition, the image of the week, with my picture of Carl Baldley two-wheeling at Alton. Yeah, it was a great picture. And my Autoglim goodies arrived today. 
So a big thank you to yourself and to the folks at Autoglim. Yes, we always thank the folks at Autoglim. We wouldn't be doing this show if it wasn't for them. They are fantastic. Keep up the good work. And if you haven't tried, by the way, and that's from Paul Bunch, um, if you haven't tried their Polar range, so I don't, I don't tend to use the Polar wash that often, but I do use Polar Blast and Polar Seal. Absolutely amazing. Absolutely. But that's because my car doesn't often get terribly dirty. Steve Payne says, ask Tingram if he can make use of it. Oh, this refers to trying to melt a flake. Um, ask Tingram if I can make if I can make use of his car's exhaust for episode four. I shall be lurking around the Silverstone paddock this weekend with a flake in hand. Not a phrase you hear often, Steve. Uh, And Lisa says, Hi, Alan, really enjoying the show tonight as always. Sorry, I've only made two rounds this year so far and only briefly seen you once. Sadly, I won't be at Silverstone either, uh, but the last two are a definite yes. Croft was so good, I even managed to watch it live at work. I love your chats with Ting. (laughs) They are brilliant. Please never change those. Looking forward to a great end of the season. And lastly, I'm so happy... You had your good news this morning and you're fit and healthy. I hope to see you for a chat at Tollington. Take care and much love from Lisa. Great to have you listening, Lisa. And thank you to everyone that sends in emails. We haven't finished yet. Got another guest yet. We've got a new feature on the show. Um, uh, But keep your emails coming in between now and next week. uh, Studio at tintoptuesday.com. I'm sitting around 
So we've spoken about it already. We're doing this new feature on Autoglim Tin Top Tuesday, finding out a little bit about some of the people that work behind the scenes, work within the teams over the course of a BTCC race weekend, um, to find out a bit about what they do and a bit about what they do in real life during the week as well, because they are people that come along and work for the teams at weekends. Um, a friend of mine who I've known for many, many years at Team Dynamics. Um, you've been around forever. Adrian Moss, a, a very good evening to you. How long have you been around, AD? I have been around the paddock since 1998. Wow. Um, mainly with Team Dynamics. Um, the first few years were with um, sponsors um, on the Super Touring days. Yeah, yeah. And I also done a few Super Touring weekends with Barry helping out. Barry Plowman, uh, the technical director. Barry Plowman, yeah. Yeah, yeah. technical director. And as a, a thing that we joined in 1999 in uh, production B class with Gavin Piper. Yeah, wow. Uh, We're going back, then, aren't we? Oh, mate, just a few years. <laughs> so been around the paddock a bit, as we know. Uh, well, you're around the paddock a bit more at the moment because you're not with Dynamics <laughs> yeah. anymore. You've been with um, three teams so far. That's the latest count for this year. Yeah, this is a year we got, unfortunately, all the weekend staff got finished at uh, COVID due to the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we moved on. Um, I had a year out uh, and then I was suddenly asked to come back to work with Ash Sutton at... Team Laser. That's not a bad thing uh, to be asked to do, is it? No, and <laughs> it was a little bit out of my comfort zone because it was something I hadn't done before, right? which were tyres, but we plodded through and we got uh, results, uh, but things didn't work out at Laser, so right. we moved uh, off, and at Thruxton I was kindly asked if I'd like to join Gazoo Racing for a weekend yeah, yeah. due to their tyre man having COVID. All right, yeah. So we joined uh, Gazoo, done a weekend with Gazoo, and then I was approached by PMR and asked if I could do the last four events with PMR, and we started at Croft. And you're working on Jason's car? Jason Plato, yeah. Now, where, Jason where, where, Plato's where, so when you say that you look after tyres, what does that mean? What are you doing? Right. We go... On a Friday, we arrive, we unload trucks with, with the tyres and the tyre trolleys. We then take up 24 wheels and tyres up to Dunlop, and we get tyres mounted where required for the race weekend. We then come back uh, and allocate those tyres to each race. Right. And then from there on, we move forward, um, cleaning, pressuring, getting tyres ready, marking them all up where they're going to go on the vehicle yep. and then we're away and all things good until the engineer decides to change everything. <laughs> so so pretty, pretty much everything to do with tyres is your responsibility. Yes. The right tyres in the right place, yes. the right time, all that and kind the of right thing. Time, yeah. All that type of thing. So everything we need for that weekend, we can have ready and then it's ready for swap around we also carry tires over from a previous event and then we decide which tires we're going to run at which time so do you do tire scraping yes do you we do tire scraping which is a 
uh, a very uh, long windy job, but it has to be done. So we, we scrape all the tyres regularly. Uh, that if we need to use them, they're clean and ready to go. I think it's such a skill. I, I sit and watch the, the boys um, uh, up and down the, the, the paddock doing this job, um, uh, normally on a Saturday afternoon. Um, yep. And uh, it's such a highly skilled operation. And as you rightly say, quite time-consuming as well. Yeah, very time-consuming. Long, long time scraping tyres. Obviously, there is one master of the pit lane uh, that is the cluster of the king of the scraper. Uh, oh, that's, right. Uh, that's actually Darren from Team Dynamics. Because he has got it down to an art form. I, did, I didn't know that. I didn't know there was a yeah. sort of a league table of tyre scrapers. Yeah, but I that's... think there is. I found that out the weekend, actually. <laughs> so, but going to different teams, everybody has a different way of doing things. Yeah, of course, yeah. And it, it's quite interesting seeing, you know, oh, you, you you do different things a different way. Do you is, never worry about fine. Do you never worry about taking off too much tyre? You can't take off too much tyre, mate, because you're only taking off the people. And if it's a okay. hard tyre, you're, you're pretty safe. Oh, OK. So, right. OK. Um, but, yeah, it, it's it's a new form, a new part of a job I've actually uh, learned how to do this year. so I have to ask the question AD um, uh, and we'll get on to what you do in real life in a, in a couple of moments but um, how did you how did you get into it how, how did how did you first find yourself in the in the touring car paddock right I as I said I used to do a lot of work with Ringstock, uh, which was Matt Neal's wheel company and Steve Neal and I used to do all their company cars and I went to Alton Park as a guest uh, to watch a touring car race when Matt was in a Persia. And I got roped in by Barry and Steve to run a Gavin Piper in the Alpha. Mm-hmm. Never, ever worked on a race car in my life. So, so, Barry gave me tracking well, guidance. And 19 years later, we're still about in the paddock. Well, uh, well, clearly you enjoy it and, and, and you're amongst friends. You've got uh, sort of the racing family around you and, and you're a well-known and a well-loved character within the paddock. Um, but you say that you, you were working with uh, Rimstock because your day job is automotive, isn't it? Yes, my day job is um, I'm a, uh, how can I put it, I'm a vehicle security engineer, so I fit all the aftermarket insurance products that an insurance company will need uh, to protect a vehicle from theft. So we look after major contracts like Lamborghini, uh, yeah. Rolls-Royce, all high-end. Luckily, all our work is high-end stuff. So everything we do is high-end, and we also do a, a lot of Fiat motor homes. Oh, well, I can talk to you about that in a couple of moments, yeah, because because um, this is what led me on to to um, to find this new little segment of the show because it was fascinating to find out what you do during the day. So you're 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 fitting uh, well. You fitted for me uh, a, an alarm and a tracker, and you're doing this yes. to 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 vehicles, Lamborghinis, Rolls Royces. Yep. So does that mean right? So okay, so I've got a a little Fiat motorhome, um, and I'm I'm, I, I'm I'm quite happy to take the panels off myself on a on a Fiat motorhome. But what about a Lamborghini? For goodness' sake. Huh? 
a Lamborghini, everybody thinks because it's a Lamborghini, they're a bit frightened. But once you take it apart, it's exactly the same as any other car. Don't say it that to me. Bit, no. A little, bit, a little bit awkward, but fiddly to do. And as long as they're done properly and professionally, uh, we can get away with it and they come apart. And roughly, I would say it's the same time as stripping your motor. Oh, stop it. I don't believe it for a word. Well, I I guess my panels went off quickly because I fitted my own stereo. Yeah, all right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, all right. Okay. (laughs) Thank thank you, AD. Yes. (laughs) It was was a good job. Let's say the guy who'd been in there before had done a pretty good job. Thank you, AD. I appreciate that. That's very kind of you. Are you not nervous taking apart someone's Rolls Royce? Yes. Yeah, I bet you are, yeah. Uh, when you look at a panel that goes around a radio, which is 350 quid for a piece of plastic, yeah, and that piece of plastic can break at any time, yeah, it does get, you, you, you know, you've got to be, I've been doing it long enough, I'm a bit of an old boy now, so with a bit of luck, touch wood, everything, once you use the right tool and everything else, it will come apart. And you've got all the right tools on, on board yep. for um, pretty much every, every make of vehicle that you work on, is that yep. right? Everything everything we do, we have a certain tool that will be needed on that vehicle. So I haven't. I mean, I've been an enthusiastic amateur fitting um, car radio since I was about 17 years old. Um, And I don't have the right tools. And that's probably what what, what makes the job take a lot longer than it would to to you, a professional. Well, we, yeah, we can, luckily, I suppose, I can turn up to a Rolls Royce and we can normally get it fitted in two and a half hours. Amazing. uh, Start to finish, and that's stripping it. Um, Like, if I'm on a, actually, you've called me now and I'm on a job, I'm on a G-Wagon. Oh, nice. uh, At the moment, and if you've seen this all stripped down, I think, well, the customer's just gone out because he'd be scared. He said, I'm scared to look at what Well, no, doing. I didn't want to look at you ripping apart my motorhome. I, I, I went home. I left you I, I, yeah. I left you with it. Um, so so for mine, you fitted me um, an alarm and a tracker system because I, yeah. I was, <laughs> I must admit, Paranoid. I was horrified when you told me, oh, no, that doesn't come with an alarm. I yeah. just yeah. figured that the thing had an alarm when I locked it, but no. uh, but it didn't. So, so, so the kit that you fitted for me is the approved thing is for the, the motorhome that I've got. Fiat, yeah, yeah. Fiat approved motorhome alarm, yeah. which is made uh, especially for your, mo- well, not your motorhome, but your model of motorhome. Yes, yeah. So we protect every aperture on the vehicle, uh, and we also protect it with internal sensors. We've got bonnet protection, door protection. Um, you've got panic protection on it as well. That if you hit the panic button, it will sound the alarm. Uh, and it is made by a company called Gemini, which is based in Italy, and they've done a lot of work with Fiat on designing it, and how it would work. Well, they've been, they've been doing they've been doing alarm systems since back yes. in the day when I was fitting stuff to my car. <laughs> they've been in the trade. I've been in the trade since 1995, and Gemini have been around well, early, well, well in before the 80s. Yeah, wow. Um, and their product is is bulletproof. It's and a cracking bit know, of kit. Yeah, I'm very happy. You're happy with it. It works. <clears throat> it's protected your motorhome, and what? also with the tracking device we added on it as well. You also get your alerts if the battery goes flat and if the vehicle gets moved while you're not 
wherever well, it's parked. I don't know so much about that. I, but I, I rather like the little app that I've got on my phone that I yes. can, after I get somewhere, I can look at the <laughs> look at the journey that I've just done yep. and realise how fast or slow I was going at yep, every point. It. it gives you full journey history. Uh, it gives you impact history. It's got crash history on there. So if you're involved with a crash, it will automatically call into the control centre. Oh, does it? Yeah. It's got features on there that are uh, that are really good. And the other thing is it stops a thief. If the thief stole it with the keys, you can actually go on that app and close the vehicle down so at the next turn off of the ignition, the vehicle will not start. Uh, it really is very cool. Um, yep. so, the, so the tracker was um, from a company called uh, Scorpion, Scorpion and yes. uh, the alarm was from a company called Gemini. Gemini, um, yep. and, I mean, This shows how ignorant of everything I am and the technology that's involved in car alarms and, and all that kind of stuff now. Um, where, uh, the biggest worry that I had was if you fitted an alarm with the little sensors inside the van, if I then went to sleep in the van, would I have to stay very still? No, that, no. <laughs> that was you, my worry. You, we, we give you a little lesson on how to turn your sensors off at night. That yes. When you go up and see the little boys' room, Yes. you won't set the alarm off and disturb anybody else on and the campsite. And I don't. The only thing that no. I do set, set the alarm off is when I forget to unlock before I open the door. And that yeah. does set the alarm, alarm yeah. off, yeah. So, <laughs> as, well, as my neighbours at Croft discovered. Yeah, but it, it, it's unusual because if you use the OE remote, it will turn on and off with the OE. It's, it, it, it is absolutely fantastic. Um, AD, I'd like people to know how they can get hold of you because you are an expert in this uh, uh, particular realm. So. Thank your, your your company um, your company website just tell people where it is my company website is ajalarms.co.uk uh, and we're based in Stourbridge in the West Midlands but we can cover most of the country via other engineers and people that we work with in the industry via your super duper van yeah, yeah. Um, so we can look after normal people you know we can look after contracts uh, we do a lot with uh, with race teams. We look after some race team motorhomes, mm. uh, and we also look after a little bit in F one with so, a race team. So, so that's your day job. After a touring yes. car weekend, are you back on the day job on Monday? Yes, straight away really? on wow. Monday morning. Back on back on work. Wow. Uh, work's normally booked in two two three weeks in advance. Uh, and now cars are starting to filter through a little bit. It's got a little bit busier. But we're going to find there's going to be a bit of a drought of vehicles after next month, I would say, because there's just none being manufactured. No, they're, they're all struggling a bit because of yeah. chips. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. other thing is, is yes, yeah, semiconductors you can't get. Yeah. So yeah. they can't build the product. We can't get the product out. No, no. So it's, it's, going to be, um, it's going to be a tricky winter, isn't it, I reckon? Yeah, it, it, yeah, it will be, I think. But luckily, the one company, as we said, we yours that we use Scorpion Track. Yes, everything is manufactured in the UK. That's handy, so they isn't can it? Yeah. they can source their product through the UK, not go to rely on China yes. or yeah. abroad. Yeah, oh, well, so, that, that, so it, it, that is good news for good. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but we also, you know, as you know, when I was at, at Truxton doing yours, we were doing the Toka. 
That's uh, right, yeah. Rescue truck, which has been a bit of a nightmare. The uh, the big pickup, the uh, the clean up yeah, truck. Big, yeah, yeah, the clean up, get you out of here truck. Yeah. Uh, but with a bit of luck, I think we're on a winning way now, where we're getting it sorted, um, and just got to do a battery now, and we should be happier days on that one. Absolutely fantastic! Uh, uh, brilliant that you've come on Autoglim Tin Top Tuesday to join us, Adi. Thank you very much indeed. Yep. We we know yep. a bit more about you now, and also <laughs> we're rather chuffed that we've got you until the end of the year working on yep. Jason Plato's tyres. So if anything yep. goes wrong with Jason Plato's tyres, exactly. we know who to come to now. Thank you very much. Yeah. I'll say, I'll say somebody else. I'll say, no, <laughs> I wouldn't do that. But no, we had we had a good weekend. It was a cracking weekend, uh, and as I say, we we fitted in quite well. Final um, question: so, With all these teams yeah. you're working with, Ad, do you get to keep the team kit? <laughs> Mr. Richie's asked me that actually. Did he? Have you got a bigger wardrobe at home then? <laughs> no, the only kit that I have ever been allowed to keep was all the Halfords kit and Team Dynamic stuff. Um, I did return all the laser kit and I returned the uh, Toyota Gazoo because that was only a guest appearance yeah, for yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, PMR said no, they didn't. At the moment, they didn't want the kit back. <laughs> ain't gonna work. Ain't gonna want a dirty T-shirt off a scruffy bloke on me. <laughs> uh, but um, oh, but no, a real pleasure doing work that you allowed us to do for you. And as I say, we're here to help anybody if they need any security. They can just give us a bell. That's brilliant, AD. Thank you ever so much for joining us um, and being the, the first guest on a new feature on Autoglim Tin Top Tuesday. Finding out a little bit. We need a name for the feature as well. I'll have to come up with a name. I'll think about this. I'll, I'll come up with a name. Um, but yeah. for now, AD, thank you very much indeed. Thank you very much. Thank a- you. AD Moss, everybody. And uh, finding out a little bit about his BTCC weekend and, of course, what he does for a day job during the week as well. All of it here on Autoglim Tin Top Tuesday. You're listening to Autoglim Tin Top Tuesday for fans of everything with a roof. I did say it was going to be a bit, bit beyond 10 that we would go on tonight, and indeed it was. <laughs> Just coming up to half past 10 on a Tuesday evening. And guess what? We're going to do all of this again same time next week because we are at Silverstone this weekend uh, with the BTCC and uh, Autoglim Tin Top Tuesday is the Tuesday after every round of the BTCC tell your friends as well if they're fans of the BTCC or just fans of uh, uh, nonsense talk uh, with touring car drivers that's what we do here on Autoglim Tin Top Tuesday and we give away some great stuff from Autoglim Kay Warren has written in to say, really pleased to hear that you've been given the all clear today. It must be a great relief for you. You're not wrong, Kay. You're not wrong. Having problems listening to the show tonight. A few of you have said that. Keeps buffering and jumping about, but uh, persevering and we'll catch the bits I missed when the podcast comes out. God bless from Kay. Great to have you listening, Kay. And uh, yes, I've put the engineers on it. I've told them to uh, to find out where it might be my end. Could be anyone's end, uh, but we'll find out what the problem is. Um, we won't be jumping around and glitching next week, that's for sure. Um, thank you so much for your company tonight, everybody. Don't forget, you can keep if you're listening on podcast, you can still email the show. We still get the emails, and uh, you never know, we might read it out on the next show. 
which is this time next week, Tuesday evening. Um, a big thank you to our guests as well, to Jake Hill, to Aidan Moffat, to Tingram, to Dan Lloyd and to Adrian Moss as well. But most of all, thank you for your company, everybody. You've all been uh, very kind as well. Thank you for your kind comments and your kind emails and everything. Yeah, I'm pretty happy today. It's fair to say three more rounds of the BTCC to come and we'll leave you with one of my own favourite tunes. I just love it. Beth Hart Um, and uh, no night.